0: and many more we add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our instagram at cult collectibles so
1: visit us on the web at coldcollectibles.org today hey everybody this is herschel gillis from shock and schlock and you're listening to sick on cinema Welcome to Sick on Cinema. I'm one half of your kinky Christopher Lee's John. I'm your other half, Matt. And we are joined by our brother from up north. It's he loves <laughs> Yeah, He loves marching, but hates August Underground. Has <laughs> the best Max. production value of anybody on YouTube, yet tries to cancel himself every podcast. <laughs> one half of the open casket, Spooky Sailoid himself. Look, I was born with a a genetic
2: disease that's called having no filters. (laughs) That got me in trouble a lot. I lost a lot of jobs due to that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> How's oh, it going, God. sir?
2: Oh, it's not, it's going uh, not too bad, you know. It's snowy, it's cold. Every time I w- go outside, uh, I have wet feet and it's fucking freezing and we have one storm per week.
1: So yeah, it's fucking <laughs> it's miserable in here. <laughs> Fuck. Hell yeah. I'm just miserable, so you know.
0: Yeah, well I match know. the
1: weather. <laughs> go to Walmart, get a gun and fix your problems. <laughs> Moore doesn't sell the guns anymore. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Michael sad. Moore, you son of
3: a bitch. <laughs> Michael Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Not to get political.
1: <laughs> but when we decided we wanted to do old Jesse boy, oh, Jesse Franco, there was only one man that could come on. The number one Jess Franco-apologist. <laughs> like i'm the only one <laughs> you and steven thrower Yeah,
2: it's, it's pretty much that i mean like other than that like a few people kind of like like one or two of his movies yeah i feel like i always have to defend him but you yeah, know it's it's kind of like you know when your your child is like physically challenged and he wants to play hockey you know you're like oh You can try, but you only have one arm. (laughs) (laughs) You carry him on, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's not going to make the major leagues, but, you know, at least... Well, hey, a man who makes, who directs, I think between 170 and 200 movies, we're not sure.
1: He's bound to have some good ones, and he's bound to have some bad ones. He's kind of comparable to, like, Takashi Miike, but I think Miike's movies are on, like, like by standards better.
2: Well, (laughs) Miike doesn't make five a year. That's true. true. In 75 or 76, I think Jess Franco made six. Fuck.
1: <laughs> most if people don't, don't get one yeah That's you true. don't see those
2: numbers really anymore during one year someone Dude. needs to bring that back
1: oh well, my god i was gonna directors say, <laughs> i was
2: gonna say well you know you have david sterling there making like 500 things movies and
1: <laughs> camp blood camp blood the srs studios are trying yeah, the <laughs> Polonia brothers, Tim Ritter, and them guys. All old farmers just reviving. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, the Marvel studios are doing that though. Oh God, uh, help! Their yeah. fucking That's people. the modern <laughs> Jess Franco.
3: <It's laughs>
2: That's an insult to Jess Franco. <laughs> that is for big true. And like that it's is. all it's all studios. Like no one director like makes this amount of movies anymore. Like.
1: Yeah, I just don't know how you could. I don't know how he did.
2: Oh, there, there were shot fairly quickly. <laughs> oh well,
1: <laughs> quality control be damned. <laughs> but, but still, you still got to do it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of these old like uh, European filmmakers, like they had. That's how they make their money because they weren't getting paid like a lot. So that's how they made their money. Like, I'm not sure if he made like the equivalent of twenty. Grand per film at that time, like not sure. All I know it it wasn't a lot, and when he went back to Spain, it was even less. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But uh... that's how. That's why. Also, yeah, like uh, co-productions, like German and France. Like most of his movies are German, French, German, Spanish. Because man, the money wasn't there.
1: Ugh. Yeah well i guess that, that does definitely explain why you would make 15 movies a year that yeah. explains why you'd make devil hunter <laughs> <laughs> look we're not we're not
2: talking about his cannibal movies that i specifically chose not his cannibal movies because i can't defend those <laughs> <laughs> diamonds
1: of kilimanjaro is one of the worst movies ever made <laughs> I've only ever seen of his Campbell stuff, Devil Hunter, and it was it was it was a chore. <laughs> I,
2: I just accepted the fact, like Diamonds of Kilimanjaro, is so bad. Plus, the transfer from MVD is fucked up. There's a scene that plays twice, once without music and once with only music. What the fuck? Yes, yeah, is terrible. it from? Is it a new release or? I'm not sure. It's uh I just got it at HMV like when that was still open and I was like, "Oh well, this DVD's fucked, but I don't have the receipt anymore."
1: So, mm. I had a DVD, I don't I couldn't even tell you who put it out, but it was a uh, Inglorious Bastards 2. It was some Italian movie, I don't yeah. you know. And like it was like cropped completely wrong. Like the transfer was so bad, like half the movie you couldn't even see it. It was off-screen. Oh. <laughs> dude that's like the the traces of the death set it's like when you put a, one of the player it like expands it out to like <laughs> uh, the full screen so, Matt, so it's just...
2: you're you're asking like severin to make a remastered traces of death box
1: <laughs> hey with the I way you sean videos possible. coming out nowadays it's possible don't put it past anybody <laughs> oh my god Did... <laughs> I swear to God. When I popped in when I popped it in there and I saw that fucking screen, I thought it was a bootleg. Because <laughs> Derry Ramage was just like stretched across the screen. Just like da, 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 da. just standing there just... like Well, I mean <laughs> yeah.
2: it, brain damage films were basically
1: bootlegs glorified. <laughs> uh, there was no, any sponsor that we could have had. brain has. damage is one of the worst companies of all time. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I don't be mean, but damn. I'd rather get bootlegs than those fucking I know back in the day uh, on YouTube, Moods would uh, get screeners from brain damage for a little bit, and he'd shit on like five out of the six they send him, and they take yeah. him off the damn like screeners list.
2: <laughs> <laughs> then they realize nobody talks about our shitty movies, so we so they put see. him back on. <laughs> God oh, damn! Nobody talks about our newfound footage movie that was shot in two days <laughs> for five bucks and a fucking pack of cigarettes. Ooh.
1: <laughs> make it uh, make more documentaries, you cowards! Yeah. <laughs> it's well, all you're it, good at.
2: It's probably the best named company for what the content
1: is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brain Dead. damage. Yeah, it's pretty accurate, actually. I, mean, I, I didn't even think about that until now, but yeah, it's pretty accurate.
2: Owned by Darren Ramage. He's, he's half of the brain damage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But uh I guess before we you know, officially get into Franco, we need to get yeah. into this mammoth listener question portion. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> so buckle in, everybody. Oh, so, God if you want to join these lovely people you can do so by going to sickoncinema at gmail.com and dropping us a line or you can wait to the week of the episode we're mostly a bi-weekly podcast and we'll post a lovely image i think this
2: is the first time you're actually bi-weekly in the (laughs) while.
1: It is, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it's been tri-weekly recently (laughs) tri-weekly
2: the franco video will never come out yeah
1: sure you guys can't fucking do a show every two weeks (laughs) We're, we're trial weekly. We try to put an episode out every once in a while. Bro, we have a wrestling pod. Like We have no no reason to talk any shit. We have a wrestling podcast that hasn't had an episode since August. That's not my fault. You picked the worst episode of a wrestling show you ever could have picked. And you want to blame me terrible. for it. <laughs> It's fucking terrible. And we don't want to watch it to do the podcast. No, I don't want to re-watch it again. Well, I want to just watch.
2: Just change the topic.
1: <laughs> I already posted about it. Ooh,
2: well, just, uh, sorry, I don't want to take in. But let's go to the questions before I, I get angry for real. Wrestling fans, just shoot your little wrestling figurines and that'll be.
1: <laughs> now listen here, Spooky. oh keep running that jaw, son. <laughs> so, anyways, we're starting in the uh, the email portion with the people's Mikey. Oh, he emailed us this week.
3: <clears throat>
1: he says, Howdy, my dudes. You're arseholes. <laughs> Damn, I prefer You're... the term cunt. <laughs> you arseholes really enjoyed, insured my place in hell. Listening to the Paradise Lost episode, I really appreciated how you guys handled it at first. You did, you did give a content warning, seeing how it involved child murder, but then you fuckers start going on about John Mark Byers, and I couldn't help myself but laugh, which made me feel like such a piece of shit. Like, goddamn, those three poor boys were probably listening to you guys in heaven, <laughs> and I'm sure they were like, you hear these fuckers? <laughs> we were gutted like pigs, and these souls these are like, John Mark Byers, John Mark Byers. <laughs> Seriously, what the fuck were you guys thinking? Anywho, my question for this week is <laughs> whose fucking groups would you guys totally violate, the Black Dahlia or Sharon Tate with her unborn child?
2: Whoa. Sharon Tate because that's a threesome. <laughs> oh, my God. No. The end of the episode, it's
3: over.
1: <laughs> it's like, al- like always, keep up the good work. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. No, I'm just ribbing. Don't answer that question. Spooky, you weren't supposed to answer no. that question. <laughs>
2: Well, the stab wounds are like pretty much little fleshlights on the body.
1: All right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Cut him off. (laughs) But but let me talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) seeing that Spooky's joining you gents what is something that aspiring directors can learn from Jess Franco and are there any current actresses he would work well with today I would think Mia Goth would be perfect and maybe Rose McGowan from during the late 90s can't wait to listen to li- <laughs> can't wait to listen to the show you three are always a blast to hear take care reach for the sky boys and Terry Funk don't wear no mouthpiece yes Spooky that was a wrestling related reference still love you though thank you fuck you bye cheers
2: well I think what uh, filmmakers can learn is that just do it. He wasn't yeah. afraid to. Yeah. He made
1: six movies a year. It didn't matter if the camera it... was in focus.
2: Now listen <laughs> here,
3: <laughs> those are details.
1: But yeah, I think you're right. Though. it's like you know, like just to go out there and just to do it. Yeah, like he didn't wait for financing. Well,
2: he did kind of, but honestly, it's like build relationships. If you're at a point where people finance your movies, build a good relationship with them, a good rapport. And uh, like, I'm sure like uh, some of his movies weren't financially viable, but he just, you know, they kept hiring him because he was doing the job well. So just go out there and shoot. And also tits kind of help
1: yeah it's true yeah um i feel like um when it comes to the yeah I, I feel like you're completely on the on uh oh my fucking god i'm having a stroke it's happening uh, <laughs> it's happening sound the stroke alarm boys it's happening <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but I, I feel like you're completely right on that um I, I feel like if you just make the movie regardless of what people are going to think about it then you're you've got at least got your movie out there
2: Yeah, exactly ignore the critic because it might take 30 years for people to discover that you were actually pretty good yeah I mean just Franco lived his life basically having people telling him that he was uh, his movies were dog shit and that you know he had no talent and he just (laughs) kept on going people are still saying that if you're doing so if i'm going to find you i'm going to fucking slit your throat and piss down your fucking <laughs> oh <laughs> my actress...
1: god yeah actresses me goth I thought was the was a great shout yeah
2: i think that's pretty yeah uh, that's i mean yeah she's basically the new Soledad miranda or lina Rome of uh, mm. the times uh other than that i don't know i'm not good with modern actresses
1: I'm not uh, either I thought Ellie Church would be kind of cool. Oh, oh. yeah, Ellie yeah, Church. Yeah. That's for like an um, indie shout. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about Felicia? <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah.
2: She has the same bush as uh, fucking Soledad Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> you would have loved the bush. That's <laughs> true. I mean, yeah, because oh, you wanted his actors to like be down for anything, so mm-hmm. Felicia's down for anything from what I saw him mean, fucking like puking and getting pissed on it's getting yeah. spit getting, poured getting, on her <laughs> getting flowered with piss so oh.
1: but uh jesus thank you as always people smiky we always appreciate the question down since day one ish <laughs> Also praise Mark Myers.
2: Mark For Myers his... forever. Start a cult about Mark Byers. What is he buying? <laughs> 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 Little coffins. <laughs>
1: oh my God.
3: Oh my God. <laughs> Only <laughs>
1: one. <laughs> Only one was his.
3: We're fine. Okay, yeah. We're fine. Little
1: coffin. <laughs> We're canceled, boys. Next up, we have Stephen Grischuk, as think Chuck. I think I said from Box Creek Films. Oh fuck! Yeah. What, what? I'm still recovering. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> from what? Oh, my. From what Your you stroke. said? <laughs> Your stroke. Yeah.
1: That and the little coffins joke. <laughs> <The> little... <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Steven asks, hey, dudes, looking forward to the, uh, the new episode with Spooky and you guys. we will be good to see margarine and butter all at the same table. <laughs> you, you choose what you want. You guys have any favorite little extras that come with a DVD or Blu-ray? For example, when the I Drink Your Blood from Grindhouse releasing came with the little cool syringe. I love all those extra promo kind of thingies. Take care, dudes. You guys are too cool for the shout outs. I owe you many, many thanks.
2: I have that syringe in my end. I know this is not video, but I have
1: it. Yeah, it's I great. got the syringe too. <laughs> uh, recently, a really cool one was with the Necrophiles Blu-ray. It came with a Necrophiles condom. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. I just like
2: the 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 stickers from that company Visual Vengeance. Hmm. They, they, their releases are so fucking cool.
1: Yeah. Heartland Darkness came with a little pair, uh, prayer cloth, too. Like almost all their stuff comes with something a little cool. That's fucking <laughs> yeah. sick. Yeah. It's something we need
2: to bring back because uh, Grindhouse releasing it uh, was doing it for every one of their movies. I mm-hmm. only have the syringe there. Uh, but the puzzle of pieces, I wanted
1: that soap. I did too. Yeah, I never got that. Uh, stay on the Visual Vengeance. Also, I have a syringe. Not only do I have the I Drink Your Blood syringe, but I also have the LA age Jabber syringe. Oh, wait, they
2: made a yep. syringe?
1: Yeah, it was exclusive from Grindhouse Video. And also wanted to shout out
2: the Tough Ones bullet pen. Oh, that's oh, sick. I also have, which was cool. But yeah, that I didn't know they had a syringe, but Grindhouse Video was a bit... Far, yeah,
1: <laughs> it yeah, got yeah. already get to. <laughs> um, um, sorry, Matt, go ahead. The uh, criteria edition of polyester came with the uh, scratch and sniff card from the movie, yeah. So that's that's mine. So,
2: oh, that's I fucking love when they do that. I um, it, it's mostly like booklets and everything now, like Arrow, mm-hmm. the, the Shaw Brothers uh collection. Their booklets are really nice, but you know, a booklet's kind of just
1: I never read them no yeah, I have so many of them but I've never read a single one
2: the Grindhouse the Grindhouse DVDs before Blu-rays came with little posters those were pretty cool.
1: yeah those were sick oh yeah. yeah I love when something comes with a, a nice poster yeah because I have it, a big art book that I put my posters in
2: oh that's I was gonna ask because I don't have places for them so they mostly sit in the case yeah well,
1: so that's what they did for me forever then my friend got me one of those art books for Christmas and I've just been putting my posters in them and it's sick I should, I had, <laughs> yeah, one
2: because I, I have so many I think uh, female prisoner scorpion came with one yeah.
1: but um, other than that I don't
2: Grand <laughs> House releasing we're the only ones really doing that
1: yeah pretty much visual well, vengeance Jonathan,
2: those uh, movies, if you buy the boxes, you I think you got a piece of cloth from the, the, the barf bunny table. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> <Let's> sick. <see. laughs> if that's your thing, good. But
3: uh,
1: <laughs> Probably the coolest the, thing that I've ever gotten is the Severn Combat Shock came with a piece of the reel, like a 35-millimeter oh, print of Combat oh, Shock, shit. like a piece of the negative. That was pretty sick. <laughs> um, again, it's hard to talk about the movie itself because i mean you know it's it's not the greatest movie in the world but uh the packaging for fear oh fear footage is sick oh yeah the evidence bag evidence bag is really cool i don't really want to talk about the movie because they're very very nice people (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh i have a bad man condom Yep. if you've ever seen the bad movie it is it feels wrong to have that but uh <laughs> I, th- I think that's over here too because when we do the interviews me and john switch rooms we do
2: oh uh, the barf bags that came with uh dr butcher and dr butcher yeah that was oh yeah i kind of regret not buying it because it, w- it was too expensive but somebody at a con was selling uh barf bags from mark of the devil oh i'd say like original oh, wow. barf bags but that was like $60 for a barf bag. I'm like, I can make Oof. my own.
1: Yeah. But uh, shout out, Box Creep Films. They're absolutely excellent. What the fuck? Thanks. <laughs> Got chips on air. You like that? Can I get one too? <laughs> Servers <laughs> with a smile. <laughs> but, anyways, yeah. ship that over. Oh, <laughs> oh hey, hang on. Bring oh, that to oh chips chips uh, oh, oh oh hey, hey. hey don't chips. eat those an error no <laughs> come on she shows up at your house like the door opens up <laughs>
3: <laughs> <What? Chips. laughs> holy shit <laughs>
1: but yeah shout out box creep films their stuff is excellent I wish Absolutely. I could get them, but
2: uh, I'll, I'll, when I get money, box group films, don't worry. You'll, uh, you'll send her probably this summer. I have more money in the summer. Canadian problems. Yeah. Cause they're like $60 a pop, but Hey, support <laughs> the underground. That's right. Absolutely. John, those movies cost me fucking 60. So why not? If-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Artie from not of the bloody tapes. Oh yeah. Go check him out on Instagram. Tapes of terror. I believe is his account. Pick up a, a zine. It's awesome. Yeah. Yes. I, support
2: somebody who actually puts out zines.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <It's> like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I think you have one of those zines, don't you?
2: The one, the, the Dead Among Us? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, of course. I meant the, <laughs> like, I can't wait for the second issue. In <laughs> buddy, people still years, like, got volume I... <laughs> one.
1: Dude, I still have to do preprints because every time I went, some bullshit's happened. <laughs> can't wait to, to see a me.
2: review this was these this year's best film from
3: 2022
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely <laughs> entries in some of the other ones it was like oh this is his most recent film and it's like they've made something since then
3: yeah,
2: they're,
1: they're gonna have 10 other movies anyways already says howdy matt and john nothing for you spooky sorry <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> going to wow. jump right into
1: the questions. So I mentioned this to you in a previous email, but one of my favorite writers is Richard Leymon. His books are pretty violent, gory and genuinely frightening and one element he puts in his books is rape. Mm. He he said, and this isn't a direct quote, but he said words to the effect that in real life, men who target women, rape and murder them. I think it is really scary and raises the stakes in books and movies. But it seems like even hardcore horror fans do not like this activity in horror movies. What do you guys think about rape in movies and books? That's the first question. Oh, my God.
3: Uh,
2: Well, I think uh, in the 70s and 80s, kind of was used as a way to tell a story i think right right now we're seeing a resurgence but from the female director point of view which is nice to see but like even back in the days it's i mean i see i spit on your grave as a very female empowerment movie because the first Like, the first title, Day of the Women. Day of the Women, yeah. Yeah, films like that. But, you know, just back then, (laughs) female directors weren't so common. So now it's nice to see it transform from a different point of view. Yeah. Uh, Also, if it's just rape for the sake of rape, it's not great. But, like, if it leads to a revenge, that's satisfying.
3: Mm Mm-hmm
2: which I think like some of the worst rape and revenge movies are the ones with like unsatisfying endings.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah it's all that. about the catalyst of the movie, right? Like how it works in the film itself. Cause like, you know, there's plenty of movies out there, not going to name any names, but there definitely is a certain director who I'm not a fan of at all. <laughs> I'm not going to put on blast, but uh, you know, his films uh, include a lot of rape, basically just to be titillating and stuff like that. And I don't find that to be interesting at all.
2: Yeah, when it's done in, like, a sexual way, it's kind of gross. Because, uh, like, if you take I Spit on Your Grave, I don't know for you guys, but that wasn't
1: sexy. Oh. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you've heard the story about how I watched that with my sister, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was horrifying. Great first date. <laughs> Horrible.
3: you from the <laughs>
1: South, so... <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it, it's, it all depends on how it's used in a movie you know like, yeah, like I, I know
2: in Japan it's like very common still to this day and for that I think it's something cultural there's something mm-hmm. somewhere there where like rape is just part of Japanese erotica since it began yeah and they also have a different point of view I'm not excusing it I'm just saying it's a cultural thing that we don't have especially
1: in modern day North mm-hmm. America, yeah, yeah, and like anytime you talk about any kind of like topics of the extreme genres or disturbing genres, you're gonna come off as a, bit as a hypocrite because I can like critique mm-hmm. this guy for that, but then I'm also gonna be like, oh, I like Arrow School, yeah, you know, yeah. which does a lot of the same shit that I don't like. It's all about context, you know. It's tough. You're always gonna come off a little bit of hypocritical. <laughs> yeah. So I already asked like, a question about some movie, but uh, it must have got cut off. So whatever that was, already ask us, and we'll answer it again next time but uh um, you got yeah. cut off uh, yeah I got cut shit. off because it just says i loved it and definitely my favorite flick of 2022 but it doesn't it doesn't have oh, the context shit. it's <laughs> a mystery yeah I have to find it uh but he uh, asked did you see Skinner marink yet yes 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 we all did actually <laughs> uh, yeah. surprisingly enough i watched
2: a new movie
1: and yeah me too <laughs> yeah when we went to the theaters it was yep. playing literally one night and i just happened upon it <laughs> dude this sc- the the way that the movie was screened near us was just added to the creep creepiness factor of yeah it was everything. like a creepy creepypasta where it was like this one screening <laughs> nobody was there but time. us <laughs> <laughs> this one time and it just disappeared. It's not even yeah. a real movie, dude. When we walked out, the fucking poster was changed. They changed, literally changed the poster. It was gone. I mean, if I was like
2: semi high or drunk, I thought like I had a fever during watching that for like, yeah, disappeared.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I left the theater not quite sure how I felt about the movie. Because there was a lot of stuff I really liked about it, and it, it, I think it has one of the best jump scares I've seen in a long time, especially in yeah. the theater. Like, yeah, I think I know which, which the the was. girl in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when that happened, I was I, I you know I grabbed Matt's shoulder and nearly shot to the fucking ceiling, you know. No. Like, <laughs> so it's effective in a lot of ways, but I do think it's overly long. The mm-hmm. like, hour forty was too long for what it is. Yeah, but I do think if you can see it in a theater, that's the perfect way to see it. Or yeah. wait till it comes down on a shutter and watch it like 3 o'clock in the morning with all the lights turned off and it turn up loud as hell. Yeah. Or with headphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's either way. what
2: I, I did. I uh, I was a naughty boy.
3: Uh-oh. Uh. <laughs> to, to,
2: to compensate, mm-hmm. it's playing in a theater this weekend. I'll buy the tickets and just not go. Because <laughs> I feel bad. But yeah, I did like pirate it. Uh, and because uh, I wanted to sit now. I couldn't wait a week. Mm-hmm. Clickbait just lasts so long, guys. It does. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I wanted guys to jump on <laughs> yeah,
2: while well, it still had cloud around it. So um yeah, I think a review uh it was too long. Mm. Um when you're at home, you have more distractions than in the theater, so I missed yeah. a few bits. But uh I really liked it. Uh it I don't try to find meaning. I just I, I go into it as a visual and auditive. Uh, experience experiment and just go blind don't watch spoilers because there's nothing to spoil there's nothing that really happens and uh yeah just it's a good little creepy movie it's yeah not perfect but uh it's experimental and it's well done i thought
1: it's got it's, generally some of the creepiest stuff i've seen in a movie in a long time you yeah. scared the shit out of me <laughs> yeah, Matt was having like anxiety attacks during it was pretty great. Yeah, ha- <laughs> like haunting
2: visuals has never applied more than like on this movie for, mm-hmm. for a while. I think the
1: last like one like that is probably begotten, begotten. Yeah, yeah. it's very comparable. Yeah. You know, especially the 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 divisiveness of it. How like you know you either liked it or you hated it. Oh, yeah. there's no in between on it really. Like I think I'm starting to lean to I really did like it a lot. um The more I thought about it, and the more that one jump scare in particular, I was like that was one of the most effective. The things I've seen in a long time, so yeah, I, I gotta give that movie a lot of praise. And I
2: have to praise any movie that's made for s- 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 no money that gets theatrical run. And like I said in my review, I feel like the coming years we're gonna have some really good horror movies in the theater. We had Terrifier two that came out of nowhere, and now we have that, which mm-hmm. of course the money isn't comparable, but yeah, it's also for a way niche audience. Just mm-hmm. the fact that it yeah. plays in theaters. Is impressive
1: well, enough. It's like you think about it. Like last year, you had X and Pearl and Bones and all, and now we have Infinity Pool coming out like tonight. Yeah, yeah uh, so it's kind of a resurgence of kind of like indie horror in a way in theaters, which is exciting.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: I fuck no more franchises. Fuck yeah. Scream. Fuck Halloween. I don't want to see those pieces.
1: But Ghostface anymore. has got a shotgun now. <laughs> uh,
2: I wait, have wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you didn't see wait, that what shitty, the awful trailer, <laughs>
1: which is what scary. I gotta... will. Want i'll that admit that is shotgun? scarier <laughs> yeah last time what? a
2: slasher villain went into new york that went very well
1: <laughs> i kind of like that movie though. i do
2: too <laughs> it's probably, probably gonna fun. be better than any scream movie
1: <laughs> i like scream but what do you mean he's got a fucking shotgun i did not watch this trailer so i'll just know go the watch fuck. the trailer yeah oh
2: Matt, my God. you don't need a phd Ghostface has a
1: shotgun. Yeah. I mean it's (laughs) it's something everything you need to know (laughs) of. It's a it's a slasher. It's a fucking slasher movie, bro. Not a fucking shoot him up
2: Well, Maniac is technically a slasher and he pulls somebody's head off. He's got a shotgun. And in the previous one, Sydney had
1: a gun. Oh yes, she did. (laughs) We know about that. (laughs) That fucking trailer.
2: I'm going to have to go watch the new Scream movie because one of my friends actually worked on it.
1: So I dread the oh, day shit. it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> so Artie goes on. I found the VFW DVD at a thrift store for a buck, oh. along with The Island of Dr. Monroe with uh, Jay- Val Kilmer on VHS. Do you guys thrift store and find something you were supposed to or surprised to find?
2: I the... found Banned from Television on VHS for $1 at a, at a fucking uh, uh, flea market the other day, which is. Uh. probably i don't know how the guy didn't pile a vhs he's like they're a buck each like this okay i'm gonna get it (laughs) i
1: i I go thrift shopping a lot when it comes to yeah when it comes like i go to a local like bookstore and get like a bunch of like used books and a lot of dvds uh the, well, one of the craziest things I've come across was that a Goodwill, ironically. <laughs> and it was a, uh, it's like a th- theater, like screener VHS of like Dracula. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I
3: don't know
1: what it's worth. I also
2: found that like my local charity shop from like like this hick shit town of a thousand people is like a screener copy of The Killers on VHS.
1: Oh my my god! God. (laughs) Shit! Yeah, from John Woo. (laughs) That's fucking insane. The craziest find I found was at a flea market as well, and it's just this one little booth that had just DVDs everywhere, and they were set up almost like a video store. And I found Ryan Nicholson's live feed and Chaos. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's like i have a friend of FM, if you speak french go check him out he has a value village next to his house he found last house on dead end street from barrel oh my god he finds ridiculously rare out of print shit and i'm like how he's like i don't know and like
1: he's not from what like, the fuck in canada that?
2: horror is not popular so like finding that type of shit i don't get it yeah that's insane Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he found he found a, the soundtrack on vinyl of Goodbye, Uncle Tom, like a first pressing. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Did you see Goodbye, Uncle Tom's getting a 4K? Ah, uh, yes. It's one of my favorite movies. I
1: love, I love that movie. It is a great movie. I mean, I know ethically it's terrible and how they made it, but... It's a great movie. (laughs) Uh, I haven't seen it.
2: (laughs) I listen to the soundtrack just in my car sometimes. It's fucking beautiful. It's Ennio Morricone.
1: Ennio Morricone, yeah. Oh, wow. So Artie's going to end it up with, uh, unfortunately, some serious stuff. Uh Lastly, I became a fan of the Briscoe Brothers in 2021, and almost immediately I recognized how awesome they were. Can you talk about the Briscoe Brothers, and particularly Jay? Thanks, guys, Artie. So so if you don't know, uh, Jay Briscoe was a very beloved independent pro wrestler and he died in a car wreck just last week. And yeah, uh, yeah. I mean the Briscoe brothers were one of the reasons I got back into wrestling in like 2017, 18 ish. So yeah, they're one of the reasons I stuck around because Mm -hmm. when you like at that point, like WWE's fucking shit was so bad that I just didn't, I didn't care anymore. So to see, You know, the Briscoes and Ring of Honor, and you know, on the Indies, as well as a bunch of other guys, it was refreshing to see such a different take
3: on this stuff.
1: And, like, you know, celebrity deaths a lot of times don't affect me too much. I kind of just go on about my day. You know, it's like, oh, it sucks. But when I was at work, when I found out Jay Briscoe died, I literally sat at the desk at work and was just like, damn, man, this fucking sucks. (laughs) And, like, his daughters were in the wreck, too. And, like, they're in the hospital and may never walk again and shit. And it's it's just awful. It just sucks. It really does. So, yeah. Reach for the sky, boys. (laughs) Hashtag them boys forever. Love Jay Briscoe love that Jay briscoe but uh thank you already for the question yeah we appreciate it greatly we're gonna move over to instagram now finally <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a long episode yeah it's gonna be gonna long be <laughs> moods 22 shots of like an horror level <laughs> uh first up we have he's a real raw one raw one. stop doing this Dave. i brought it up i did it one time and you've done it every episode since <laughs> <laughs> he says, after the basic bitch teas I made you guys, which thank you. I don't know. Did we mention on the show that he sent us homemade like like fan made t shirts? I don't think we did. Yeah, but... that was fucking sick. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I was, was thinking what awesome. would actually be a good design for official Sick on Cinema merch. How about the cover of Bouquet of Guts and Gore, but instead of the two women on the table, it's you two giving a thumbs up, and instead of the, uh, the, the torture with the mask, it's Spooky holding a tub of margarine and sp- <laughs> and spreading off. <the> but <laughs> Really, my question is, what would a lot of Sick on Cinema merch look like if you had the funds and time to put it together? Oof. well. There's a, something uh, in the works that are becoming very 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 soon.
2: Yeah. yeah. A flashlight molded from you guys' asshole. Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: <laughs> I'd I'd come in that just for the joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the first sick on cinema come tribute. I definitely like there's definitely artists out there that I really want to work with on some merch in the future. Yeah. Psychonaut being up there for mm. sure.
2: Oh man, you he fucking he's great. Shout out to him. Yeah,
1: I'm actually sitting on a package. He's like right next to me. Is a package he sent us. Uh. The uh, what last week and it's fucking incredible <laughs> oh <my
2: God. laughs> it is prince of uh woman's flesh and uh fuck that other one uh the pseudo stuff one tumbling doll flesh tumbling doll flesh were fucking amazing hang on hang on yeah. i know
1: they can't see this but uh you mean that one? Oh yeah that's the
2: one yeah yeah, yeah.
1: i'm gonna need to yeah. cope that, too. <laughs> my dad, cop that my little nuts were quaking when i opened that <laughs> dude well it's like we were going through it at first and like there was the zines he sent which they're fucking great as well go pick those up and then we saw the art prints and we were just like oh shit
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck i mean for a while like i told them uh like sam hell movies for a while It just got them first covers
3: yeah yeah
1: they're they're fucking amazing the flesh eater x so good (laughs) His stuff I is loved. so
2: good. One of my favorites.
1: They all <laughs> have so, to he... be censored on YouTube, but I love him. <laughs> <Yeah>, uh, <right. laughs> his his cover for the uh, Blood, curtain and Sides trilogy is insane. It is really good. Yeah,
2: I was happy to uh, whenever I saw that Sam Hill getting distributed by Unearthed, and I was seeing Psycho uh, Psychonauts cover it was like the boys made it. I'm like a proud <laughs> father. <laughs> <laughs> he done it. <laughs> uh,
1: Rawan did say a shirt needs on the back of it say "That's for True," which I agree with that. <laughs> That's for Big True? That's for Big True. Dude, this isn't even our catchphrase. It for another podcast. You know, the you remember the EC, ECF and W shirt where it was like live and extreme or something like that on the back of it? Yeah. That, it needs to be that logo, but on the back it just says, that's for True? <laughs> that's for True. Yeah, there is something oh. in, literally something that works. Like I have, uh, I have a test product yeah. that we've been looking at, so it's coming. Oh, I'll it's gonna it when they see it. Yeah. We're just not 100 percent sure if we're gonna go with who we are gonna go with. Yeah, yeah, That's all it is right now. <laughs> yeah, like the print quality and shit. Yeah. And pricing, like how how we can process it. That's the biggest problem. <laughs> well, again, like just to clarify, you know, a little bit. The the what we are going through right now is like a print on demand thing. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So, Which is the
1: easiest thing to do. And they look good. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, I have some from Redbubble from my friend, Grindhouse Funhouse, and they look good. The shirt is a bit thin. Mm. It, uh, you can see my nipples through this <laughs> when it's cold, because they're inverted when it's hot. But, anyway. <laughs> but like it, it looks good. I was. It's just I'm banned off Redbubble. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad- how you got banned off Redbubble is insane. It's Stolen like- artwork on Redbubble. On Redbubble, and I didn't even, I only tested one thing that was a pink impact font text that said, come. That was my only design. I got banned.
3: For stealing somebody
2: else's artwork,
1: that's amazing.
2: I don't know who has the copyright of the word come, but please, I need <sighs> it.
1: Apparently, it was just the impact font and being oh. paved with come. That is incredible. <laughs> Holy shit, I want that shirt now. That would well, be amazing. You can't have it because I'm banned off right now. <laughs> oh fuck me
2: I posted a tweet like being banned from Redbubble is like being banned from the Nazi party for being too (laughs) anti-semitic it's crazy like I can't even believe that I didn't even know that was a thing they would do no me neither I was quite shocked I thought I (laughs) dreamt it because I got it at like 3am I woke up I looked at him like haha and then I fall back to sleep and I'm like oh shit
1: I'm really banned off of (laughs) Redbubble The Dude. bootleg is a bootleg that has gouged me. Is it not Redbubble that came up with the cucumber Joe,
3: which is yes. essentially yes.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can buy anything.
3: That's
2: it's all stolen artwork. There's nothing <sighs> original, other than like the front page cover. Where of course they're not going to be like buy your Disney bootleg shirt. <laughs>
3: yeah. No, don't what the f- what the
1: fuck, <laughs> You aren't there, well, Matt? Uh, we <laughs> bounced, but I took my loft. I was drinking as rock star. Uh, were- She's been in the heels, fucking dudes. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking baby. <meme. laughs> so thank you, Ryle One, for the question, as always. And again, thank you for the package. That was absolutely sick. It was awesome. Next up, we have Just Doe. He says, hello, this one is for the boys. Would you rather have a cold sore that never goes that never ever goes away or poop your pants once a week for the rest of your life? Cold sore cold sore yeah probably cold sore wait if i can
2: control when i shit my pants that might be different that could be the that could be the difference maker if i don't I no want to be in control. public yeah if i have no control fuck that but if i can control being by myself and shitting my pants i mean i've done that before <laughs>
1: <laughs> same uh, dude if you are out in public especially like if you're on a date right and then you're just like oh and just shit your fucking pants full dog no cold sore
2: unless you're on a date with a German that might turn around <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's
2: like oh Scheisler, and start fucking eating it
3: <sighs> Ugh. and Ugh. for spooky
2: oh I wasn't supposed
1: to <sighs> that's fine you, <laughs> would yeah. you rather smell like poop all the time and not be able to smell it yourself or have your significant other smell like poop and have to smell it all the time
2: now, there's a thing just do that you don't know about me. Oh. I actually don't have a strong sense of smell. So I already smell like shit and can not smell myself. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I take the second one because that would imply having a, a, a significant other. And it's been a long two years, boys. It's been
1: a while. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and like I said, if she's too close to me, I might smell it. But if she's far, I don't have enough smell and enough uh, strong sense of smell to actually smell anything. So, So, uh,
1: essentially what that means is Spooky's down bad. Message him. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't care
3: if
2: you (laughs) smell like shit. I I eat ass, so I'm used to it. Uh, That's for (laughs) picture.
1: Your Twitter page is just rife (laughs) with you talking about eating ass.
2: I love it. It's the only thing I care about. Just Franco eating ass. That's If you weren't banned off Redbubble, that could be a good shirt. I, that was one of my plans, but uh, <laughs> the Matrix
1: got to me. <laughs> the
3: Matrix. The
2: Redbubble Matrix.
1: So, Matt, oh, you'll God, have to help me pronounce this next person's name, because it's the one that you said was Pepperoni last time. Pepper oh. Shock. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Oh. You fucking uneducated fucking southern boys. <laughs> Mate, I,
1: I didn't stay on the internet back in the day. I don't understand this internet speak. <laughs>
2: I don't know how you interpreted that as pepperoni.
1: That's what Matt said, all right? No, I, I'm <laughs> oh, talking to it, Matt. Okay, here. good. I was like, wait, wait, no, wait. You don't know how I interpreted that as pepperoni? Because I guess I'm fucking fat. Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> he was oh, okay, hungry.
2: Because his name wasn't on his Instagram is pepperoni. Okay, sorry. Oh, okay. I was too mean to you. I'm, oh,
1: I apologize. He was hungry, Oh, It's okay. I was. I, when
2: we When we meet, I'll kiss you to make it up to you. <laughs>
1: All right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but Peppa Chalk says, hey, ya boys, recently watched Split and had a very different reaction to it than most people judging from the damn it from the uh, fi- Facebook and videos online. Sorry, I got my cursor in the way. <laughs> I like Jack Salmon, but but Daniel's made me very, very confused and bewildered. <laughs> Like, I have seen a bunch of experimental stuff before, but that was like going down to the weird side of YouTube times a thousand. What I guess the question is, what film confused slash weirded you out the most? Also, uh, recently... <laughs> 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 Also in the last episode, you said, don't eat while watching this. I was tucking into some real good pizza. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's actually what I had before the show. I'm pretty sure. Hell, hell yeah
2: uh yes kind of was up there for like weird um yeah uh, definitely
1: any uh Duridowski? oh yeah They're, holy like <laughs> spoiler but we have uh, a Roski coming up on the podcast and, yeah uh, i have to figure out how to describe the plot of holy mountain and that's giving me not terrors
2: <laughs> yeah dude holy mountain like one of the scene with the frogs became like a meme he did it 2014-2015 where it's just the lizard with the crown there looking at <laughs> that became a meme
1: somehow. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's awesome. The
2: That's scene awesome, where though. like everybody every like frog blows up. <laughs> <laughs> I, fucking, God, I, I love that movie.
1: It, it's Dude. a wild one. I love Holy Mountain, but I have no idea how to
2: describe it to you. The first time I watched that, I was amazed. I watched it three times in one week. Oh my! God, I showed it to everybody. I showed it to my friend. I showed it to my brother. Like you, you all gotta see this. Uh, <laughs> I did I that
1: with the I did that with the Manson family, but
2: <laughs> that's just because you have
1: mental issues. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as weirded me out and like confused me, the first time I ever watched a lot of the uh, Japanese cyberpunk stuff, oh, like Tetsuo yeah. the Iron Man, Not Six Four that. Pinocchio, Rubber's Lover. Uh, well. That's like, originally, I fucking hated Tetsuya originally. Like, I despise that fucking movie. Then we rewatched it, like, a couple years ago. And I was like, I don't know why I hated this. This yeah, is right well, up my okay. alley now.
2: It rules. It does. Yeah. It's
1: so good. <laughs> I haven't
2: seen the sequel yet, but I can't like, wait.
1: The second one's good. Oh. The third one is okay. There's yeah. a third one? Yeah, there's a... It came out from IFC. okay. Yeah. called Bullet Man. Okay, it's not on my
2: Blu-ray box set but yeah um you can lift me pretty bewildered
1: Uh, well (laughs) i I keep bringing this fucking movie up the las vegas bloodbath
2: i've yet to see the dvd you sent which by the way thank you so much i was actually so fucking (laughs) i'm such a little pussy i was like i was tearing up when i got your package oh
1: (laughs) well i mean
2: I was it's... tearing up at the Super Hornio Brothers last week. He's like, Blood yes. Bath. Ricky Six, which I still don't know what it is, and I don't want to find out.
1: Oh, okay. Well, we did an episode uh, on Satanism. That was like a cursed episode.
2: I Wait, I, I listened to that one.
1: Yeah, so Ricky Six is the one that never got released.
2: Oh, okay. Well, actually, that's pretty cool. So, well, so I just wanted to say thank you, guys. That, was, that meant a lot to me.
1: Oh, I mean, no problem. I mean, it's Christmas. It was a Christmas gift
2: <laughs> when when we meet, I'll give you guys your Christmas gifts. Shipping is just too uh...
1: <laughs> it's a nightmare <laughs> it, it, shipping this stuff up there wasn't as bad, but like if it was like a bigger package, it would have been a fucking nightmare. Yeah, that's
2: why I want us I want you guys to have a part of Canada
3: <laughs> a
1: part of Canada a piece of Canada. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of other movies. Uh, I mean, like you said, Jodorowsky, Santa Sangre. Uh, oh yeah, El Topo, Holy Mountain, Fonda Elise. I feel like we watched something recently that fucking hurt my brain. Oh, Naked Lunch, fucked my brain up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Naked Lunch is a wild one. I mentioned yeah. a lot. And I know a lot of people, every time I bring this movie up, people are like, "I hate this movie." Uh, Saint Bernard by Gabe Bartolis. I I haven't seen it. Every time I bring that movie up, someone messages me he's like he's like obviously oh, say bernard it sucks and i'm like oh yeah, fair enough I, well i want to see it if you like it oh uh,
2: yeah fuck the devil and fuck the devil she returned of the fucker Dude. <laughs> that, Dude. That, that i was shocked i didn't know what to think i just, <laughs> at least geez. thank god
1: they recut it to oh my minutes. god oh. yeah <laughs> i could imagine somehow fuck the devil is a zero and a five all at once the, the amount of times they walk up and down those stairs is stunning i was like good god this can't keep and going it, and it's cut yeah that's cut <laughs> I, and what the
2: the evil dead short shirt, sure, that's just why it's <laughs> isn't that a bit like on the nose there buddy <laughs> Not just
1: that, but like he does, like, tries to do some of the shots too. So he's just like, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I know a movie you were thinking of, Matt. The Corn Shucker.
3: Oh, oh, yeah. I
1: want to see that. Dude, dude I dude. talked about it. I was like, I, I need it, it. It is Redneck head <laughs> Yes. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> Eraserhead. That's another yeah, one. Yeah, it is one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Inland Empire. I haven't seen. I haven't seen a lot
2: of uh, Lynch uh, stuff. I I love. Uh, well, Blue Velvet.
1: I've oh, Blue Velvet movie. It is amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, Blue Velvet's amazing. I need to get that eventually. Other than that, for like
1: uh uh the gas ghastly ones. Oh, oh my <laughs> god, dude! I I actually liked that movie. I know. I fell asleep during. I need to rewatch it. I like I like oh okay so I was
2: really re-listening to you guys' episode on HG uh, Lewis. Mm. I have a I have a gripe <laughs> to pick with you guys. Uh oh no. <laughs> the wizard of gore. Oh yeah. It, it rules. <laughs> no, Matt,
1: you you, you loving son of a bitch. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't hate the wizard of gore like Matt does. Matt hates that movie. Fuck <laughs> okay. the wizard of gore. I have to that admit, movie
2: sucks. I have to admit. It's it's god awful. There's no <laughs> redeeming qualities to it. No. But whenever I found out what Grindhouse movies were, I looked it up on YouTube, and that was the first one I saw. Mm. So I'm ah. nostalgic. But yes, is it a terrible movie? Absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's I not. It. It. It's not H. G. Lewis's worst <laughs> movie, though. No. That uh, one. What, which one did we review? The Gore 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 Girls. Yeah, I, I hated them. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I saw the one about the the painter with uh, one of my friend in the theater, and he just fell asleep.
1: <laughs> Color me blood red. <laughs> Color me blood red. Yeah, dude, I've I've got, I've got a story similar to that, but it's definitely not any of the movies we talk about in this show. When I was a kid, we went on a I went on a field trip to go see the Polar Express. Hell yeah, dumb eggs! <laughs> my mom fell asleep in the theater, and someone. Uh, one of the kids that was with us fucking I thought my mom died. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Is your mom dead?" Yeah, I was like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so fucking stupid. But, but
2: uh, one. we can move on. I I forgot. <laughs> I
1: forgot. Oh, I'm sorry. But oh no, uh, no
2: no it's okay. I'm just I'm, I was trying to think because I had one on the top of my head, but
1: uh anatomia extinction oh that's a weird movie oh funky forest <laughs> oh pff, yeah <laughs> three Gra- hours strangler of... oh Grazy yeah strangler that yes we yes we've got to do that in the show oh we will <laughs> but uh thank you paper for the question next up we have horror hoarding which is hard for my southern tongue to say. Horror hoarding. <laughs> Any words are hard for you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Reading. I don't know why I'm the one that has to read. <laughs> You're the one with the other screen. Greetings from Sweden. Oh, my God. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> I'm just
2: impressed with any country.
1: And you think that isn't the Southern America? <laughs> it's true. I heard you guys briefly mention Adam Chaplin in one of your older episodes. Are you guys a fans of the Necrostorm stuff overall? And if so, what are your top five Necrostorm films? Anyways, great show and sick films. Thank you for uh, I, I, I've only seen Adam Chaplin. <laughs> I I've not seen, seen any. Them. Yeah, I've not seen a lot of NecroStorm stuff, but I've seen um, Adam Chaplin, Judy, and uh, Hotel Inferno, and I think they're all really fucking cool and like just fun splattery, almost video game esque movies. Yeah, that are fun because I remember
2: seeing Adam Chaplin. I know of it because of the Moods old old intro. Mm-hmm. Like Moods old intro. I think there was clips from them, but
1: yeah, there's a lot of clips from Necro Storm stuff in his old uh, gore intro uh it's really fun yeah i really like their stuff i need to check out more of it it's just kind of hard to get a hold of like you know you have to order it from them and i don't know there's something sketchy about their website i don't really know how to use it it's weird you're (laughs) just saying that because they're italian yeah that's what it is fucking (laughs) racist i'm like oh john's like oh the (laughs) italian every edition comes with a lasagna (laughs) fresh out of the oven (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think we talk about doing NecroStorm on the show. So, we'll have to get him somehow. Yeah, I bet y'all just get them. I don't know. They're kind of expensive. And well, if the shipping costs too much. Yeah, but it's good shit. So, thank you, Horror Hoarding, for the question. Next up, we have Yamatori.mh, who starts out with uh, some kanji that I can't read. Uh, if I say anything, that'll sound racist. <laughs> <laughs> they say, hello, I heard your wrestling podcast and I really enjoyed it. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Your soul and only wrestling episode. Let's go.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> look, look, man. You don't know how bad that show is. Every fucking Do something else. <laughs> look, man. we I committed to it. I've watched the show twice you know who I else committed
2: a... the terrorists that <laughs> crashed the
1: planes <laughs> into the
2: tower oh my god and that wasn't a good idea so maybe you know sometimes you can't you you don't want to commit too hard to something you might cost 2535
1: red-blooded american to die anyways <laughs> Hearing you guys roast the shit out of Ric Flair was really fun. And I do agree <laughs> that it was a bad idea for him to wrestle, even if it means his last match, which hopefully it can be officially, so I don't have to hear the news of an old man dying in the ring. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, I did watch a wrestling documentary of, uh, was it Ga- Gaia Girls? Gaia Girls, yeah. Which it takes place in Japan. It's so brutal to see one of the trainees, uh, Takaichi Sasaki, Getting brutalized by her trainer, it's really sad to see her going through the pain just to live out the, her wrestling dream. I'm not sure if you guys watched the documentary, but I think it would make a it would be great to hear you guys talk about it. Also, uh, Among Us. Me, God damn it, Among Us. Among Us. Among Us. I should have never named that fucking fanzine that shit. Anyway, um, Among Us. <laughs> like oh, this this you um, watched some of Guy Girls, didn't you, Matt? You brought up to me just uh, recently. Yeah, I was um, I was watching a video about the documentary. Essentially, this guy was like, uh, "It's one of those videos. that's like, oh, you know, this disturbing wrestling documentary <laughs> you've never heard." I of. I wish I never watched Guy Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Not that bad, but and I was like, oh, okay, I'll I'll watch this video, and like he shows clips in it, and it's fucked up. Mm. Like they beat the shit out of her. Um, again, Joshi wrestling is. Fucking rough. The training yeah. to get there is insane. Well, like, yeah, just to be fetishized by wrestling fans. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, well, diva was kind of that too.
1: Yeah, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> I <don't know>. Except <laughs> for the Joshis are actually talented. <laughs> oh. oh my god! It's I mean,
3: true, not...
1: <laughs> You really are in America. <laughs> Speaking. <laughs> I, I watched a documentary one time about uh, how people got into sumo wrestling, like training for sumo wrestling, and that is brutal as shit too. Sumo oh, thing. anything Japanese is fucking brutal. They just haze you, man. Yeah, they're like they line you up and then just big dudes are just beating your ass wholesale. <laughs> Dude, it's like uh, you know, just puro, which is you know just you know male Japanese wrestling. That's just fucking brutal too. That's for sure. They haze the shit out of you. Dude, just the
2: Japanese culture in general. It's, it's rough. I think the like people for, that live there said it best. Like, It's great to visit. It's Living, working is a different fucking story.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or as Yamatori said, Among Us. That's, among Us. As a great philosopher once <laughs> said, Among Us. Among Us. <laughs> God, <laughs> Thank man. you, Yamatori, for the question next up we have Psychonaut oh it's the boy it's
0: your boy
1: for all of you what's something you're into that would surprise people given your primary interest can be music movies books etc hope all you all are doing well also to piggyback off your discussion of vampire films last week or last episode you should all check out the film called The Transfiguration from 2016 very Martin esque and extremely bleak I'd heard of it but I'd never seen it
2: i love myself some vampire films i'm gonna be honest so, I do too. yeah
1: oh my god something fail. anyways <laughs> um something that people would be surprised you're into well well i mean mine
2: is probably like uh history uh, that's what i'm that's what i'm studying right now nerd. That's, uh, <laughs> that would
3: be surprised.
2: i think just the fact that uh I'm studying. It should be surprising enough, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I fucking love history. I have I have a passion, fascination for uh, Cold War, American mm. Soviet history. I fucking love that era. World War II overplayed. Cold
1: War. <laughs> Cold I War. played the Medal of Honors. i played yeah. the Call of Duty I know it enough. <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops was the best. Never really peaked <laughs> that Black
2: Ops one. But yeah, Cold War stuff. Like I fucking love the espionage and basically all that stuff. And since yeah, no, I gotta shout it out. Also French Canadian history is years of oppression and fucking so not wild. being allowed to practice our language or religion thank you britain that's awesome (laughs)
3: that's awesome yikes
2: but yeah that's probably the main one that surprises people that and like i guess reading
1: Mm. yeah it's like it's like i'm i'm very much the same like i love history i watch a ton of stuff on history as well as uh read when i am not being a piece of shit um i don't know like what what would people be surprised at I'm into? I don't know. Uh, I mean, we talk mostly when we're on here about music, about metal, yeah, punk. But like some of my favorite stuff is like recently I've been listening to a lot of Orville Peck, mm-hmm. which is like a modern country singer, and I've been listening to The Cure. A lot. Yep. I really into like 80s synth pop. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, Japanese city pop. Yeah, that's just good. And slaps. Like The Cure, Echo, The Bunnymen, uh, you know, Joy Division. Like, most of my favorite bands are not even metal. Like, I love metal. Like, it's probably overarchingly my favorite genre. But, like, you know, I I like stuff like Promise and Faith No More, which is more like Prague (laughs) than I do anything else. I'm going to sound like such a fucking
2: um, bourgeois twat but i fucking love uh classical orchestral music oh
1: that shit's
2: good (laughs) because i went to like the uh, the orchestra from my hometown and fucking had a blast but i had to dress up fancy oh well (laughs) it's not as fun something might surprise you i'm really into mixology making cocktails oh uh, and i really like cooking which i don't do enough of but i fucking love cooking
1: uh, I I cook sometimes, but mostly it's just like your top, typical like fast food type shit.
2: But I, I like making uh tonkatsu kit chicken. Oh my god, that's fucking oh wow! Cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm about to put a ring on it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> i'm a to man talk-
1: you but i'll eat your ass so. <laughs> that sounds even better <laughs> All the ladies out there yeah. he's looking for a hot date i'm very much single please help <laughs> please help uh i also uh, really love skateboarding like i don't yeah, do that- it anymore but yeah um, that was
2: uh, surprising to hear. where you were like in the two thousand scene, right? Basically, yes. Yeah, I skated
1: for like fifteen years before I tore my Achilles.
2: Do you have like videos on YouTube from like fisheye
1: lens cameras? <laughs> I don't know if we, I don't, we didn't we couldn't afford a fisheye because we were very poor. But there's <laughs> definitely videos of us uh, video parts of us out there. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that was so like early YouTube. Like every skate kid would post their skating videos.
1: Yeah, which I, I still like. Many... I play session all the time, which is a skateboard game. I constantly watch skateboard YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> Like I love that stuff. You watch, <laughs> there was a documentary. Fuck. Um I watched
2: it last year. Keep talking, Matt. I'm gonna find it.
1: Um there like we're going back to music for just a second. Like I fucking love like synth wave and ambient type shit too. What you don't know is like, Matt is a uh is a SoundCloud rapper. I am not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so, uh, Uh, all the streets are silent the convergence of hip-hop and skateboarding
1: Mm, I haven't seen that one
3: Okay, yeah. I'll
2: send you because it's a fucking great documentary about, um, like the New York skate scene in the mm. '90s. That's shit's so sick. Harmony Kareen, and um.
1: Yeah, I was actually gonna say like Kids captures that year? like perfectly.
2: Kids is such a fucking masterpiece. I watched it last year.
1: Oh last yeah, time.
2: I'm not it's- even into that scene of like skateboarding, but man, that was such a fuck. It's one of the most like realistic film about growing up, <laughs> and AIDS. <laughs> <and> AIDS <laughs> man, which I do also have.
1: Oh, oh. What do you do now that you have the AIDS? <laughs> uh I'm also into like art shit like you know like music like going to like a museum and looking at like paintings and shit.
2: I love museums.
1: Uh, I been museums forever. are great. The but, last museum uh, I went to was the Alcatraz museum that's true crime we all know you're into that oh well yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah cool five-year-old mom <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me <laughs> but uh thank you psychonaut for the question next thank up you. we have the cemetery bros which by the way psychonaut speaking real quick uh psychonaut big cartel go buy shit it's awesome yes and get his zine uh, we got to check it out it's fucking great yes definitely highly recommend it next up is the cemetery bros he put fuck yeah so excited for this episode what's your guy's favorite franco film my mine's how to seduce a virgin severely underrated in my opinion this is a question Hmm. for you spooky because i've seen like maybe a handful of just franco movies
2: so other than the ones we're talking about which um she kills Started off as one of my favorite. Then I rewatched it for my review. It went down, (laughs) and then I rewatched it yesterday, and it went up again. So other than the three, (laughs) other than the three mains, uh, I fucking I yes, so many that I love. Ninety nine Women, which basically kickstarted the European style of women in prison film. Uh, I thought of uh, uh, recommending it for the episode. It's. It's Sorry, I'm looking at the uh, the collection. Definitely. The Love Letters of a Portuguese Nun, which is one of the few exploitation yeah, yeah. films not from Japan that I love. Um, it's very sleazy. It's probably one of its sleaziest. There is a, a certain um, uncertainty about the main character's age. oh Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh oh Woo-woo. Vampiros Lesbos, which is uh, most... It's It's really good as a double feature with She Killed an Ecstasy, same cast, Uh, same everything. uh, This one just sounds terrible, but it's Ooh Raped Linda. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I saw this the other night on IMDb and I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute, what is this? (laughs) Of course, we have to shout out probably the most, um, uh, um, the most, uh, like, uh, the better adaptation of Dracula. Mm, that's what has, I hear, um, yeah. Count Dracula. Christopher Lee himself said that he was glad to finally play Dracula for real from the book. Christopher Lee was a big fan. So, is it the best movie ever? It's very slow, and it, like Christopher Lee said, it was very under budget. But it has Christopher. So, it's a Jess Franco
1: movie.
2: Yes. <laughs> it has Klaus Kinski playing the insane uh, man oh, in no. the Asylum, which makes sense take a fucking nutcase to play a nutcase um <laughs> that's where we discovered soledad miranda so that's a historically significant for franco fans and i'll shut up pretty soon i just got a shout out uh yeah the awful dr orloff it's a uh, pretty much a ripoff of um uh, eyes without a face but made in the franco style which uh, he would use that character and that actor for every fucking one of his movies which there is a dr orloff and faceless one of tonight's movies so mm-hmm. that's where it comes from it was one of his first franchise i guess you can say he made a bunch of sequel sequels uh all the Enchmans have the same name ridiculous uh but yeah there's a there's a lot there's a there's a lot Um,
1: it's like it's interesting because you brought it up i think in your like collection video about how like there for a while jess franco was like very frowned upon as a filmmaker and uh so i got back into horror around 2005 to 2007 and uh like nobody talked positively of jess franco Like, so when I first got back in, it was like, everyone's just like, this guy sucks, his movie sucks. So I avoided Franco for years. Like, not until I watched Bloody Moon was the first Jess Franco movie I ever watched. That's when I can, most people
2: start with either Bloody Moon or Faceless.
1: Of the stuff I've seen of him, I watched a movie of his called Island of Lost Women that I thought was fucking crazy (laughs) and really sleazy and really good. And that was kind of like, okay, no, 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 I, I was wrong for avoiding Jess Franco all these years. I need to... The catch up vinegar syndrome recently
2: put out are like basically spy films from the 60s very funky uh the weird things is most of his films that are acclaimed as as it's is uh best i don't own i don't own venus and fern i've never seen succubus like all of those are actually regarded as his best films uh and i don't i've never seen them but (laughs) I, I like the sleazy Franco, the 70s. Um, mm-hmm. Very sleazy Franco. We, uh, uh, Ilse is uh, an unofficial sequel to Ilsa with Diane Thorne, is great sleaze. There was a scene where, um, uh, some lady makes an, another prisoner eat her ass after she just took a shit. It's fucking, oh
1: my gosh, it's, <laughs> oh it's,
2: it's a German co production.
1: Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> the one the one that i go i'm going to go for here is like what I, I don't remember a ton from but it's either called like the demons or the devils but it's like a i think it's a i think it's like a nun, none, non-exploitation movie yeah I don't me know and Joe, i know which
2: one you talk, you talk. i
1: don't remember that movie at all it's uh, distributed <laughs> by redemption ah uh,
2: the demons is his actual name and then it has a AK. a lot of his films were cut for the u.s market yeah a lot so i think uh like i have one called exorcism that was renamed demoniacs or some the demoniacs where basically they cut off all the sex so that makes like a 60 minute movie oh my god
1: (laughs) but uh yeah. yeah But
2: oh, yeah. Uh, my my I mean, Frankel lecture for after. I'm sorry. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting
1: into it too hard. Yeah. Thank you, Cemetery uh, Bros, for the question. Oh, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just saying, I, I remember liking that one. Like, I can't remember a ton about it. It's been years at this point. But I remember it being very sleazy and... uh i remember being pretty nasty too but well
2: yeah he could when he wanted to he could get a but like john said most people dismissed him for a while and then severin started putting out his movies and people were like oh there's actually some pretty good ones <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> now that you don't have to watch them on a shitty vhs rip of course yeah, <laughs> yeah. and also the american versions are all destroyed because nobody got his movies in america it's like genre like people were confused, so they were like, let's cut it, then try to make it palatable for Americans.
1: <laughs> Mike Mike make sense. <laughs> I do have to ask you a question, Spooky. Yes. About a J.S. Franco movie, because I keep seeing the poster for it. Uh, I think it's called Angel of Death. It's about, like, Amangala.
2: Yes. yes. Is don't
1: that... buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of his worst. Uh, it's a Nazi-sploitation,
2: which I was pretty excited. It's... <laughs> it's kind of directed by jess franco but the other director the main guy behind it is the man behind night's burial ground of
1: terror oh hell yeah i'm sorry that makes me want to watch it even
2: more now too though. oh you can watch it's an action movie about nazis with about dr mangala that's where the title comes from it's horrendous <laughs> but it's full moon dvd so it's like
1: two dollars <laughs> oh, well get that shit on sale it ain't nothing yeah, hell yeah <laughs> Yeah, I just keep sending the poster for it. The poster just keeps piquing my interest. So.
3: The
2: poster is about a hundred times better than the actual movie. <laughs> that movie is awful. <laughs> I bought it because I thought it was just Franco, and then I see in the back it's a collaboration between Andrea Bianchi and Just Franco. I'm like, oh well, that's gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
1: next up, we have Shock and Schlock. It's your boy, <laughs> <That> motherfucker. <laughs> For the boys, if you could go back in time and watch one movie again for the first time, what movie would it be?
2: I'd go question. back in time, shock and shock, and punch your mother in the cunt while she was pregnant.
1: Oh, my God. I love you.
2: I love you. I don't know. what. Uh... Oh, gosh. Solo. Solo.
1: Did oh, you just yeah. watch that for the first time recently?
2: Yep. But I want to re Solo, Cannibal Holocaust, and um, 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 The Beyond. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it was late to Solo. I watched that last year.
1: <laughs> Solo's. I can't get so Barrel good. Ground Knots of Terror on my head now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about that movie. I'm like, man, that movie rules. <laughs> uh, and the Night Killer. I want to re-experience. Oh, the movie. <laughs> my God. Yes fucking night killer is so good oh my god <laughs> earlier I would question love- bewildered movies night killer night killer uh, yes nobody so dies, I- it not <laughs> i would love to go back in time to like a you know 70s drive-in theater and watch fucking miss 45 well it's gonna be hard to watch that in the 70s it's an 80s movie isn't it yeah, it is <laughs> god damn it it feels like a 70s movie it does it
2: looks like it it feels like it hot take abel ferrara made two good movies mrs oh. Five is one of them what's the other one bad lieutenant oh yeah i've not seen kings of new york oh have you seen kings of new york no yeah i hear I've it's seen good thriller, so. killer i don't need <laughs> yeah, to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah i've seen driller killers and Nightlight and nine lives of a wet
1: pussy thanks <laughs> to you guys <laughs> I don't think yeah. that's a good like representation of who he is as a
2: hero. No, I feel like it is because he didn't really fucking get better with driller killer.
1: That's true. Uh Herschel has another question, though. For my man servant Spooky. You fuck. Why are my nickels wet?
2: People don't listen to the podcast, which is most of you because you're that's a good thing, by the way. That shit's
1: horrible. <laughs> no it's great promote
2: that show uh it's because i told a story of when i was a kid i drew porn for my friends and they'd pay me in like nickels and dollars
1: that's awesome. oh yeah are <laughs> my nickels wet which,
2: which i have to apologize uh during that show uh the next show urshel said uh, that you guys made me and i was like no it's john Doe, but like it's a mix of you both yeah <laughs>
1: I, I mean Jonathan Doe made us so yeah that's, so we're all
2: we're all children of John Doe
1: yeah for sure
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> he's a generous man oh, <laughs> yes the father Jonathan Doe yeah, he's the father of the son and the holy ghost <laughs> oh yeah no, Felicia Fisher is the holy ghost the holy ghost <laughs> that's for big true <laughs> so next up we have someone named Francis What the fuck's he doing here? He says, from Mr. Parker to Spooky, you guys fell off. Which I do agree.
2: (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong. The, The godfather of YouTube, the
1: fucking me. I love Mr. Parker. I love Mr. Parker as well. Dude, I'll never get over the recording of that episode, man. He went off. Oh, the McDonald's story? Dude. That, and when I pulled the fucking angel's melancholy and off. The shelf. You that next year. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, A Angel's Melancholy. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, was great. Uh speaking of Jonathan Doe, next up is cinema's underbelly. Oh for everyone, you can either watch jess Franco or Bruno Mattei movies exclusively for the rest of your life. Who are you gonna pick? I mean, it's the I'm boy. Sorry, it's I, the I boy. <laughs> yeah, Bruno <laughs> Mattei. Yeah. Bruno. But I tell man. you, man. Yeah. The more I watch, Claudio Fragasso is keep creeping up, dude. That he is. <laughs> that
3: maniac. <laughs> the,
2: have you seen like the documentary about Troll Two? Uh huh. Yes. He legit, he legit thinks he made, like, masterpieces in his career.
1: It's so my fucking God. Good, dude. He's so mad when he goes to that screening and everybody's, like, laughing at it and shit. <laughs> uh, they don't get my movie,
2: yeah, because it sucks, Claudio, <laughs> It's fucking dog shit. It's horrendous.
1: <laughs> the movie's called Troll 2. <laughs> and they're fucking goblins
2: <laughs> they're not goblins they're citizens of neil bog neil bog <laughs> neil bog With, you i have them. to say troll 2 a bit overrated night it is a bit has been overrated to yeah be the best of claudio forgot
1: yeah like troll 2 is really funny <laughs> and fun but man night killer dude night killer mm. is absolutely like fried chicken and and fries.
3: french fries <laughs>
1: I was molested in a little boy's room. <laughs> that movie is like, I don't know how wrong, it could become one of my favorite movies because it's just baffling. It's the same kill. Literally. <laughs> he shot
2: it once. That's <laughs> like everybody wears purple because he shot the first kill with
1: like a purple dress and he's like, oh, I'm going to use that over and over again. <laughs> and like, no one does it not. It's called Night Killer. There's no kills at night. <laughs> Well, that's a better title than Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. three. It's not in Texas. <laughs>
2: and it's not a sequel. To... And there's no chainsaws. There's no chainsaws. And there's it's... barely a massacre.
1: It's like three <laughs> people. <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen the picture of the Freddy Krueger mask, bought off Wish? <laughs> <laughs> that's what he wears
2: the entire movie. It and does. even has the fucking, like, the rubber glove that whenever you, like, the fucking
1: fingers just. <laughs> and, like, his, like, quote unquote, like, dirty talk that he does. I uh, can't wait to fuck
2: you, Mrs.
1: Beck. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's incredible, though. <laughs> oh. That's not the question. The question is Bruno Matteo.
2: Because yeah, yeah. Bruno Matteo, when he's bad, which is most of the time mm-hmm. it's entertaining just franco when he's bad it's dreadful
1: yeah <laughs> when I'm i had gonna,
2: covid first one to say just franco when he doesn't want to do something it is the most dreadful <laughs> kill yourself experience ever <laughs> but bruno Mattei was just incompetent It's <laughs> <That's> true <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the jail the woman's hell Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: (laughs) I have it. You have to. It's been a long time since I saw it, but man, it is something else. Well, it's like (laughs) fucking Robo Wars. First of all, there's no war. (laughs) Second of all, it's RoboCop in the woods killing people as though he's the predator. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I feel like it's once a week at this point that we bring this fucking movie up, with Strike Commando. Strike Commando. Oh, my God, dude. That movie's God. amazing. There's a waterfall oh. that just appears. <laughs> <laughs> they're fighting next to a lake, and then someone falls off a waterfall. <laughs> it's amazing.
2: I have to give a shout-out to rats. Rats not to are <laughs> They're not rats. They're like... Oh, man. (laughs) Or whenever Gareta Gareta just, oh, I'm white now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. When chocolate, which is, and she's also in, um... (sighs) what's that other piece of shit? The alien ripoff.
1: Shocking dark. Shocking dark. That turns into the Terminator for the last 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I think I watched that one, but I don't know if I did or not. When I had COVID, I um, watched all the Italian zombie movies, which is 90% <laughs> Bruno Mattei. <laughs> I love
2: those. Zombie 3
1: is definitely all Bruno
2: Mattei, no no, Lucho.
1: Yeah, there's, I, yeah, no. There's yeah. <laughs> no Fulci in that movie at all.
2: Oh, my God. Which, it's co-written by Claudio Fergasso. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: Which, there zombie, are... Is Zombie 5 directed by Fergasso? No, Zombie 5 is actually, like, co-directed by Joe D'Amato. Of course it
3: is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Killing birds. There's no zombies. There's no birds. (laughs) I know.
2: There's birds in three. There's birds.
1: (laughs) And four is just... Four is also... Four is Island of the Living Dead again. Although I guess it was first and then Matei made Island of the Living Dead in the Philippines. But it's the same movie. (laughs) Literally. uh, Virus. Night of the... Oh, Hell of the Living Dead! Hell of the oh, Living yeah. Dead was Island of the, of the Living Dead <laughs> <Porch>. <laughs> But any man that oh, gives us zombies the beginning, I mean, oh my god! My god!
2: I watched that on you guys' recommendation, and I was so fucking happy.
1: The Sasquatch <laughs> that just <laughs> kills one person and disappears for the rest of the movie. Mother oh, brain from fucking Metroid is in there. <laughs> also, I gotta give a shout out to one of the movies of all time cruel jaw (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i haven't
2: seen it i know it was on Tubi still after it got like taken down for a
1: while
2: (laughs) oh man bruno mate almost killed severin he did dude
1: (laughs) from From the the grave grave. (laughs) he about took them out <laughs> Ripping shit oh off to this gosh. day, man.
2: I have a movie from him that I haven't seen yet. It's a bootleg I have. It's uh, a giallo that he made in the nineties. Oh my oh god! Oh my god! Also, I can only imagine. <laughs> shout out to Violence in a Woman's Prison.
3: With
1: oh Roland yeah, Demzur from Bruno Mattei. Which I watched that one. who oh, shit! Put that out before Shout Factory i have like a
2: shitty dvd that also comes with uh cage uh women in cages
1: yeah that's the dvd other. yeah i rented that from netflix back in the day <laughs> that was the golden days <laughs> then the scream factory puts it out scream
2: factory yeah, yeah. scream factory put out i have it i think
1: like i couldn't oh, believe sorry. that it's women's prison massacre was yeah it's the same fucking thing it's the same yeah, fucking movie. same movie <laughs> like when they put that out i was like that can't be the same movie i watched from years ago and i looked i was like sure enough there it is <laughs> oh, did you guys mention
2: in your episode that he bruno Mattei, would always have some film stock left over so he 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 had he made two movies at once with the same crew and like same sets and everything that's why like <laughs> always it's his movies always that follow each other are always the same story like yeah uh, women's prison massacre is like violence in a woman's prison or whatever yep. or whatever so i'm the just, living dead
1: uh yeah. zombies
2: the beginning yeah the, the man knew how to stretch
1: a budget he's like
2: oh you want the one movie i give you two
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was a gift <laughs> he, he was, the gift was they a gift i kept giving i love that man I can't wait to watch his fucking Caligula movie. Yeah, I, I can't. I, that and Joe Jody Amato's one. Joe Amato, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. But uh, thank you, Simmons Underbelly, for the question.
2: Oh, I didn't even answer. Uh, Jess Franco for myself. I have to be the only one.
1: <laughs> Fonsbot says, no question, just wanted to say Butter gang for life.
2: Fonsbot,
1: fuck. You, <laughs> you little uh, hot piece of shit. <laughs> next up, uh, next up, we have more fish picks. <laughs> what the fuck? This <laughs> is a great username. <laughs> that is <a> great. <laughs> Looking for home invasion movies. What would oh. y'all recommend? Funny games. I tell you One
2: I I wouldn't recommend. What's I that? think you guys will agree. The strangers yeah oh, i'm not God. a fan of that
1: movie
2: <laughs> i would because i was listening to an old episode i'm like i'm so glad the strangers i have to rent on it it's one of the shittiest horror movies from the 2000s yeah in
1: in my room i have a, a it's like of the walmart like glow-in-the-dark dvds of it if anybody wants that fucking thing let me know <laughs> and i'll send it to you for free <laughs> fuck that fucking movie i hate it i'm not that passionately against it i just think that it's a very flawed movie that has a large cult following (laughs) i'm on matt's camp it shouldn't exist it's terrible (laughs) the jump scares don't work the main character looks like he got some fucking uh fruit of the looms to put on his fucking head (laughs) and the whole reasoning of the movie it's like oh why why are you killing us? Cause we're, cause you were home. It's like, okay, I get it. I this is like social commentary on fucking Manson family, which is like fucking fifty years old at that point.
2: It's such a dog shit movie.
1: <laughs> I fucking hate it. Yeah. Sorry. Terrible. I cut I cut you off to rent. Sorry. No, you're good. I was just gonna <laughs> say, uh, when I think about home invasion, the first one that pops my head is Howls on the Edge of the Park. Oh, yes. That's uh, you know, rest in peace for Garo Diodato. Yeah, <laughs> fight for your life. Does that count?
3: I think yes. so, for sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's a fucking excellent movie. Insane. <laughs> funny Games. That movie funny fucked games. me up. Yep. Funny seen. Games is excellent. Oh my oh, god! It, movies. If you want to get mad, watch fucking Funny Games. <laughs> But will well, uh, watch the strangers to get mad. <laughs> <laughs> why torture yourself? Um, why am I having a hard time thinking of home invasion movies now. Yeah. Damn it. I had a few ideas, but I forgot them. <laughs> Just looking at my collection like I mean, the uh, siege count as home invasion? I think siege counts, yeah. Siege is fucking insane. Would technically the last house on the left count? At the end, yeah. At the end? Kind yeah. It becomes that. How about hate crime? Oh, my God. I, I, I haven't seen it. I'll
2: trust Herschel on that one, you
1: know? <laughs> I don't know, man. Herschel, we've been talking about it. I mean, I've been calling it the Herschel 5. you <laughs> watch a movie that's like a two and a half, maybe. I'm like, that's a Herschel <laughs> 5 right there. <laughs> do you give five to obgoblins? Um, goblins yeah, probably oh, <laughs> he gives everything a five brain damaged idiot <laughs> <laughs> the more i think about the movie hate crime i don't like it really oh what about a? I i mean it's a long drawn out uh home invasion but visitor q mm. oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah me. he invades their home technically <laughs> And it's true. He invades a lot of things. <laughs> oh, fucking straw dogs.
3: Oh, of course.
1: Yeah, straw dogs. That's like the the perfect example of it. It's fucking excellent. Oh, love that movie. Love that Peg and Paul. Oh man, I, I need to watch the Wild Bunch.
2: Yeah, me too. I have, I have a box set with all of his westerns. Oh. oh
1: shit. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. The, the only reason I haven't watched The Wild Bunch yet is that runtime is daunting. That's yep, every Pegapod movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's every Pegapod movie. Giuliani. Yeah. <laughs> I love The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. I won't be rewatching it soon. Yeah, it's like Once Upon a Time in the West is like one of my favorite movies of all time, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, home, invasion, like home Invasion. I have no clue. I mean, that's a few.
2: Yeah. I mean, I spit on your grave. It's kind of like a cottage invasion. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. How about Savage Vengeance? I'm <laughs> <Mama> mm. a farmer. <laughs> oh, my God. Like a shit-ass movie. That's a that's a Herschel 5 right there. God bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking Herschel 5. Hang on, I think the cat needs out. Yeah, except, for, like, creep, except for Creep Tales, which is an excellent movie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, cast is fun as shit. Spoilery shot on the podcast we recorded this week. He shot right. shot on that movie. I don't get yeah. it,
1: man. It's so much fun. Like it seems like it's it seems like a Herschel Five. Yeah, you think <laughs> the guy that gives a five to fucking
2: things Thanks. would be more lenient Alien Beast? shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, hang on, just a second. Me let the cat out. You can leave. <laughs> Never come back. <laughs> Just, fucking, just leave <laughs> but that's uh I
2: have no fucking clue anymore which
1: all um, invasion movies that's my few. favorite genre yeah I mean like when they're when they're good they're good but when they're bad they're kind of just bleh I also hated your next oh you really hated your next <laughs> yeah oh I like your next <laughs> I went and seen that in theater and I was the only person there it was great
2: uh, that explains a lot yeah <laughs>
1: for <laughs> liking your next but I did show it to somebody and they didn't care for it so <laughs> I, uh, I, since me. we're throwing out hot takes real quick I got a hot take okay House the Devil overrated Uh-oh. as hell which one is that that is the Ty West movie oh you motherfucker <laughs> you Ty motherfucker. West I haven't seen X or Pearl Ty West overrated you fucking piece of shit <laughs> You're only saying that because I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite director of modern times. Didn't like Innkeepers. Didn't like House Uh, of Devil. Innkeepers? No. Didn't care about the sacrament. Hated his segment in ABC's Death. Sorry. But, uh, yeah. Oh, look at the cat. Listeners can't see the cat, but I can see the cat and it's awesome. It looks like it's in a film can. I don't know if it is. Matt, are you alive? Yes, I'm alive. Can you okay. not hear me? No, you just weren't saying anything. <laughs> no, I, I, I said I wasn't a fan of the innkeepers either. Yeah. But uh sorry, sorry. I she couldn't. Was,
2: she was playing with my original Emmanuel poster. <laughs>
3: oh no. <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> she already bit some part of it, so. Oh no. But uh thank you, more fish picks, for the question. Hopefully there was some good recommendations for you. Send me some fish picks. Hell yeah, <laughs> <fish> picks. <laughs> that's go. Next up, we have Scum Vomit. <laughs> Sup, dudes. Wanted to hear your opinions on the VHS films. Oh. What What if you have a favorite? And if you have a favorite, which one is it? Looking forward to this week's show, as always. VHS. Surpri-
2: surprising to no one. I fucking hate them.
1: You hate all of them? <laughs> I watched the first, the
2: second one. They were terrible. And I have to give you that Thai West segment. And um, anthology
1: films are always Horrible, horrible,
2: um, yeah, especially in VHS, especially in the ABCs of death.
1: Oh my god, it was abysmal,
2: yeah, but uh, yeah, VHS franchise, not a fan. Um, just found footage in general,
3: not a fan.
1: Um, I, 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 I liked the first one, it's been a long time since I watched it. Same thing with the second one, I remember the yes. third one being absolute dog, shit. and then what was it, 80 something. We watched it, and I was like, ah, this is this is meh. This is meh as hell. Dude, okay, the, my biggest thing, what I remember about the VHS movies, and a lot of the, like, directors coming in to do their own segment anthologies, like, they're always hit and miss for me. Like, it's like, oh, that's a good segment, and then it's like, oh, that was a terrible fucking segment.
3: <laughs> mm mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I, I don't what was Ty West's segment? I don't even remember. In VHS one, it was the one with the couple that go on like the vacation and there's like a chick's knocking at the door. That doesn't exactly. even ring a bell. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's forgettable. The best segment of all the VHS is the the suicide cult in the second one. That was really good. Yeah, that's the one I remember. Yeah. I'll believe you. I don't remember. It's generally really good, but <laughs> I remember that one and the date one. Date night. Which one? Oh the, the yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. the surfing one. Was that
2: VHS or ABCs of Death?
1: Oh, I, I don't know. They, they all came out in together. Dude, there's one that was like a folk horror one that I was thought was gonna be great, but like it stopped working when we went and seen it at this film fest. Oh yeah, and it was it was a good thing it stopped working. <laughs> Dude, they had a segment <laughs> called "Fucking Melon Heads." The Melon Heads. <laughs> Which sounds problematic, but <laughs>
2: um... it just sounds like characters in Rob Zombies thirty-one.
1: <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Oh, oh that, movie. Yeah, that movie. But yeah, that movie sucks ass. Doom head. <laughs> this is this is fuckhead, shit, head, ass head. Here's cum head. <laughs> god damn i keep giving that
2: man chances and he keeps disappointing me (laughs) dude it's like eli roth i keep giving him chances and then he makes knock knock (laughs) wait did he make that movie yes of course he did
1: (laughs) well i stopped giving him chances i went and seen green inferno in the theater Oh, bad that! Oh, you were one of the suckers too. Yeah, I also yeah. went. I was like, "Oh, funny fart jokes." And the movie was like there was actually people in there for that movie, and it was so bad that me and my friends were like literally Mystery Science, Mystery Science Theater three thousand in it in the theater, and people were laughing at us and like being like, "This is bad. <laughs> this is better than this that movie." Stunk. It's so bad. But I uh, followed it by
2: knock with knock knock <laughs> knock. knock. Who's there? Shitty movie. <laughs> okay, I, hot take. Uh, Keanu Reeves is a shit actor. What? Mm. He plays himself and he's terrible and he's only good in John Wick because John Wick's character is literally just a robot that kills people.
1: Have you seen River's Edge? No. Okay, then you need to watch River's Edge. That movie's fucking amazing.
2: Does he cry about like uh, getting fucked or free free pizza? No. Like he does in Knock Knock. That scene is god awful. <laughs> no. That was free fucking pizza. No, uh, a free Shotgun in the mouth. <laughs> worth of
3: some
1: shit. Damn. Uh, so, uh, thank you, Scum Vomit, for the question. Next up, we have Hal Monostone. He said, Hi, I hope it's all good. What are some themes you wish you would use more in extreme cinema? And spooky is it true that Snicker bars in Canada are just lumps of margarine? The album (laughs) recommendation this time is the evil one by Rocky Erickson and uh, uh, BBA, and psychedelic rock with schlocky horror lyrics. Have a fun time, gentlemen, and remember to let the cats eat the margarine of the donkey corpse. I just want to mention that your country invented
2: deep fried butter.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> USA. 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 <laughs>
1: but uh don't even get into the amount of shootings on record. <laughs> Forty baby, let's go. Forty in one month. Let's fucking go. What deep
2: fried butter does to a motherfucker. <laughs> That's for me
1: true. Deep fried ice cream. That's that slops. <laughs> How does that even fucking work? Don't worry about it. Themes in extreme cinema you wish were used more. Oh, God. I like more of the, like, psychological aspects of shit. I like, like, I want more drama. Yeah. You know, like, instead of, like, trying to, like, gross out and stuff like that, let's bring it back to relationships and, like, you know, something like uh, In a Glass Cage or something like that. Douglas Buck. (laughs) yes (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh, God. You, douglas. Yeah, we need you. Dude, his <laughs> segment in Theater bizarre is just like the most depressing shit. It's just his mother being like, Yeah, you know, we die. It's what happens in life. <laughs> he was like, Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> Fam- Family Portraits is one of those movies that after you watch it, you're like, Maybe suicide is the option. <laughs> 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 Maybe this is the answer. <laughs> A fucking depressing ass movie. Yeah, I would like to see that uh, become more of a thing, to be honest with you. I yeah. want to see more combat shocks. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I want to bring back the New York grind, like 16 millimeter. Just nasty looking films.
1: It's doable, too, because like Bag Boy Lover Boy is not that old. And nope. that movie is fucking awesome. <laughs> fucks. So, it's so good. Yeah. And also even when the Rocky Erickson also fucks. I agree. With Rocky Erickson's numbers. a fucking legend. Yeah, one of my favorites of all time. Rest in peace, Boo Boo. Boo Boo. Thank you, Hal Monestone, for the question. Next up, we have Severed Cinema. Before before <laughs> we get into the uh, the next question here, does Spooky have an album recommendation?
2: Uh, I think. <laughs> uh I think there was a question about my music taste coming up. Okay. Gotcha. Mm. Wait, I'll see.
1: We'll see. If, yes, I'll go on a diatribe because that's what I do. <laughs> which you know when you know speaking of severed cinema, if you want all like yeah. the the hot scoops on stuff like profane exhibit and calamity of snakes and the August Underground trilogy coming out spooky. The, um, <laughs> the which ones are? August Underground trilogy. Yeah, I'm gonna buy that. Severed cinema is the place to be. oh
2: okay, the yeah, There's a question about my music. Yeah, but sorry. Yes, yeah, Severed. Chris is fucking great. Yes, he yes. the boy. And,
1: uh... In the film, as well as the novel, American Psycho, Patrick Bateman erroneously quotes serial killers mixing up Ed Gene and Ed Kemper. Do any of you know a reason for this and why no one seems to point it out? Is Brett Ellis just a moron who couldn't be bothered to research? I never understood this, which is mainly why I don't hold the film to the same high regards as most. I'll be completely honest. Until I read this, I don't... like. I know that. they like, okay, yeah, Ed Kemper is the one that had the head in the trunk and all that. And the movie says Ed hey, Gein. I never picked up on it that it was the wrong person, though. Um, I, of course, as me being the nerd I am, I did know this. But... You know like, they mixed it up in the movie and the book? Yeah. So Watch on
2: what? Like the podcast True Crime and Coffee and Wine? <laughs> <laughs> Live, laugh, murder. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's just an honest mistake. <laughs>
2: mm. I'm going to be straight up with you, Chris. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I never picked up on it. Like God's honest truth, like I should have I've never seen or read American
2: Psycho by the way
1: oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I haven't read the book but I've watched the movie I really like the movie but I don't know I do think it's like not necessarily overrated but it's one that like I think people like a lot more than I do
2: sorry it sounded too mean I just think the general audience won't pick up on it and most people if you tell them they won't care mm. yeah like me if somebody's like oh they misquoted a serial killer
1: i'd be like okay it is weird though like nobody was like hey man especially like from um, the book to the movie like it almost leads me to believe that maybe there's a reason
2: as somebody worked in television and uh, film uh it's it's not that serious they don't they don't like it's really not like it's really not that well researched like unless you're like a documentary and it's for like legal reasons if you do a movie <laughs> you basically say what we, what you want,
3: mm.
1: I don't know. Well, I guess I also know this ridiculous shit <laughs> because I've I've been working on a whole video about this motherfucker, at Kimber. So, oh. <sighs> um, yeah, it's very. I think it's easy. It can easily just be brought down to that he confused. Ed Gein and Ed Kemper. Very possible. Very similar. It does seem, I don't know. It just seems to seem strange that he would make the mistake in both the book and the movie, unless they were just trying to be very true to the novel in the movie. Did
2: the author write the script of the movie? Possible. Mm. I don't know. I I don't know,
1: actually. That's not usually how it
2: works. So Mm. if the person writing writing the script didn't know that factoid, which, to be honest, they mostly probably didn't. I don't think... Let's just say, Chris, I haven't seen the movie. If I watched a movie and there was a misquote from a serial killer, I wouldn't be like, oh, I don't, that's not a good movie. It's like one line of dialogue. Mm. What?
3: Uh,
1: I, mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, I definitely understand, like, uh, you know, the reason for the question. Like, how? how, you know... Did they, I guess, I would say it's not really that that much of a mess up. It's just a weird little thing. But um, I don't, it's probably just very much the studio and the editors of the book just didn't give a shit, probably.
3: Lazy like, filmmaker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. No, no, that's <laughs> what
2: I'm... We heard it here. Matt thinks American Psycho is a shit movie. Lazy. Lazy movie. I think
3: it's I mean, a good movie.
2: <laughs> quote like philosophers all the time. Like, oh my god. Science. When, like, when have you seen good science in a science fiction movie? Oh, well, for... It doesn't exist. <laughs> Why do characters in horror movies do the dumbest thing ever? It's just for plot convenience.
1: Well, it's, I mean, it's also like that no one helped uh, Little Yachty when he was writing that fucking song being like, Blow my, uh, blow my dick like a cello and it's like a cello is a stringed <laughs> instrument <laughs> it's like hell yeah <laughs> someone like made a post about it on like twitter it was like when all that shit when that song dropped it was like bro cello is a stringed instrument you dumb motherfucker and it's, don't even play that fucking thing it was a clarinet <laughs> uh, but uh thank you Chris for the question as always go support Severed Cinema they're fucking awesome I love you uh, absolutely. Chris. Yeah. Come have my babies. The Bible. The, the Bible. The, the underground. The, the Bruble. <laughs> Next up, we have Space Ghost Andy. Space, Space Ghost. Ghost Andy. Coast to coast. Oh, yeah. Question for Spooky How far are you in making the Jess Franco video? Also, what music do you listen to? <laughs> Where's that video, Spooky? All <laughs> oh, that slander. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So,
2: I started editing it.
3: Oh, I don't hmm.
2: like the way it turned. It turns out. Oh. So I'm scrapping the entire thing.
3: Which Holy I've reviewed Jesus! Over
2: Fifteen movies of them because I want to do my boy justice. So instead of going over every movie that I own, because twenty five is it's a lot of fucking movies, and you know, watching twenty five just Franco movies in a short time. That's great. That grinds on you. Some <laughs> I can of see them, some of them are awful. Angel of Death, and f- following that with like a cannibal movie, I can't do that. <laughs> so instead, yeah. Instead, I'll take uh, my top eight favorite Franco movie movies, and I'll just like. The, basically, make a top eight where I go more in depth uh, into every movie instead of just because my video was like three minutes on every movies and that's that doesn't make it justice.
1: Um, I will, I will tell you this spooky, um, when it comes to anything, do not announce you're doing something that's for you, <laughs> yeah, because I announced the fanzine two years ago, and it's still.
3: Happy to be out to people
1: i thought
2: to myself oh, yeah if i announce it cuz i was already like in production of that video but i got too lazy which is not i don't get why cuz i had like one month last summer where it didn't work so i'm like if yeah. i announce it people will keep me in check until it comes out <laughs> which they do and that's a yeah. problem. <laughs> it's not going to be out for a while, still probably this summer. Oh, I it's like promise nothing.
1: Yeah, don't don't <laughs> promise anything. Yeah, it's like when I announced the fanzine, man, cuz like it wasn't even fucking printed when I announced it. And that was the biggest mistake ever. It was the biggest piece of dog <laughs> What's well, like I announced the fright crave shit October twenty
3: twenty
1: one, and it's still not out.
3: We're
1: <laughs> so learning a lessons. Shit. <laughs> yes. Until it's done, don't announce it.
2: Yeah, never, never announce things. Yeah. So, what music do you listen to? Uh, so, um, the thing is that's funny about this community is you guys like extreme like metal music. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. <laughs> and you know what?
1: Fair enough.
3: Yeah, it's understandable.
2: It's cuz I don't need another reason to be angry. Waking up every morning is reason enough. <laughs> I <need> to listen. <laughs> and I'm very um the music I listen to really influences my my mood. So I like the hardest I'll go is Slayer mm. and Cannibal Corpse oh, on yeah. very rare occasions. <laughs> I say that I've probably listened to two of their songs in my entire life. <laughs> uh, what I like is indie pop um, songs sung by women with beautiful voices.
3: Boo. <laughs> <laughs> you like,
1: don't like hard shit?
2: <laughs> <boo>. <laughs> I like. Um, I like emo. I love emo. <laughs> <laughs> my Chemical Romance is unironically my favorite band of all time.
3: No, and no. In my no. top three. No. <laughs> Let's no. fucking go. <laughs> um, I hate I gotta, that band.
2: <laughs> I know you do. Because you're you're a boomer,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> it's not it's not hardcore enough, yeah. But we can at least understand the lyrics. It's not just <laughs>
1: now, 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 now. <laughs> I listen to Joe Division. <laughs> I listen to Saddy Boy, my Boy, shit.
2: <laughs> I love. Joy. I recently discovered Tame Impala. Mm, yeah, oh, I like Tame Impala. And, yeah. uh, and uh, French, my French uh, er, uh, heritage culture, uh cowboy friend gather yeah, folk french canadian group i love folk i love like a uh, bluesy folky music i love celtic rock shout outs to um dropkick murphys uh, and finally the uh, my favorite right now is uh, this french guy from france called damien saez who does a lot of um i wouldn't really call it, it's punk in its lyrics but not in its execution it's very political very uh, politically charged very uh like about french society and just society as a whole and uh he rules so anybody even if you don't understand uh, the music's pretty good he had a weird phase of techno that kind of shit but uh yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course you know the um punk rock of the 90s and 2000s so green day some 41
1: Hell yeah! Now nah, we can agree
2: on Dude, that. Uh, That's a hater. A
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I, I do. I like Green. Like, I like, like, like the '90s, some early 2000s. Screen Day. Once you get past that point, I get to a point where I don't like it no more. Some 40s bands, slow, though. So Blink 182. Slow. Yeah, I
2: like Blink. 182
1: uh. I'm not a fan <laughs> of Blink. Take off your ja- Take off your uh, coat. Or was it? Take off your hat and jacket. Yeah. And uh, Emma of the States, great albums. Linkin Park Rules, I
2: saw them live before the the singer offed himself.
3: Crawling.
2: (laughs) So, yeah. uh, And, yeah. uh, Yeah. Other than that, got to give a shout out to my girl, Ren for short. Ren for short. It's very poppy, very, uh, uh, it's kind of like the throwback to punk uh, pop pop punk which i'm not a fan of machine gun kelly's a terrible artist oh (laughs) that's for big true the renaissance of that kind of sucks but like she's pretty good and uh, she has a great voice so beautiful voices i
1: like dude why is the the new renaissance of pop punk so goddamn
2: bad it's off well because machine gun kelly wasn't even a good oh well yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, (laughs) he's even less of a good fucking oh man the, he uh, can't sing. Well, he can't do anything. Yeah, well, he's a piece of shit.
1: <laughs> gets he's also a power bomb. That's true. He's, <laughs> he, he's also an alleged <laughs> pedo. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. That's at worst, he's a pedo. At best, he's a misogynist. Yeah, yeah. Which he is.
1: But uh, yeah. space ghost Andy goes on to ask uh, for me and Matt but oh. you can chime in too spooky have you seen the decline in western civilization trilogy i think you would like them and would probably make for an interesting episode besides that hope you recover from covid and have a good week <laughs> uh COVID i have nice <laughs> dude <laughs> we've, all, we've all three been in the covid club yeah Never
2: I I didn't it. get it in 2023 like, dude like,
1: what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> i work retail I work. I work retail too, and the, but I was there in like the throes of it, man. I like wasn't. they, like the the fucking most contagious era, you know, like the worst era of it. Never got it. Twenty twenty three. I'm like,
2: <laughs> well, I got it in October twenty twenty two, so I'm not that.
1: <laughs> uh, I got it in uh, what was it, August? of 2021 so it's just like (laughs) a year like just uh just count the years back to back and it just was like that was
2: good that you got it then because that's how you discovered me i think yes which so if uh, there's a positive to COVID, it's us being together right now Hell yeah yeah,
1: definitely but i've as far as a decline i've seen decline of western civilization two and it's really good (laughs) so yeah well is it two you saw two was the one about hair metal yeah that's the famous okay. one where the the guy from Wasp is in the pool, just drowned himself in vodka. Ugh. Didn't he drown in that same pool? I don't know if he drowned in that pool or not, but he probably did. Ugh. He probably did. <laughs> Dude, Hair Metal was fucked up. <laughs> it really was, man. It's it's like it's like don't get me wrong. The like you know the punk era was just as fucked up. But good god. At least, like so, <laughs> the people that had the hair metal, scene just fucking embraced it. They were just like, "Yeah, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, I do coke and snort lines of piss." <laughs> yeah, well, that was like the '80s.
2: I feel like rock was where like rock stars. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm surprised. I I say that every time. I was um, well, my brain fart. Uh, Black, Sabbath. <laughs> Black Sabbath. Oh, Aussie. How is Ozzy still alive? I don't know, I don't man. Know. It's a miracle.
1: Man, yeah. I'm glad he is. But... Like
2: Lenny, I kind of expected it. Cause <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like Ozzy, how is that man still alive?
1: I have no idea. I mean, at this point, he's probably going to outlive all three of us. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, next and last, but certainly not least... We finally did it. Holy oh. shit. This is gonna be Boots. the Moods podcast. <laughs> yeah. We have already PP Oh my God. <laughs> Yo, you beautiful fuckers. how are you guys doing i hope john got better from dorona so here's my question what are the best entry-level disturbing pics to show a friend or partner without looking like a fucking maniac because of your taste in extreme cinema every time i tell someone about my taste in disturbing cinema they think i'm a fucking lunatic also will you guys ever uh cover more uh trash films I love the, the last Worst Movies Ever episode. Yes. No, love oh, to God. hear your thoughts Bolt, on Bolt, more Bolt. trashy cinema. By the way, God. here's a director you guys should look into. Yorgos Lanthimos. Yesterday, I watched Dogtooth, and it's disturbing as uh, fuck. Anyways, love you guys. I've been meaning to watch Dogtooth forever. Like, at one point, it was on fucking Shudder. I was like, I'm going to watch it. And I waited too fucking long, and they got took off. I was like, God damn it. Yeah, that's
2: what that what I, that's what happens you slow motherfucker <laughs>
1: yeah. i do that shit all the time too i can i can't lie. <laughs> i'm the worst when it comes to streaming shit yeah oh yeah <laughs> entry level disturbing films. that's the, it's hard right because like if you're going for like really fucked up and disturbing you kind of just have to double foot stomp into it and just hope yeah. for the best
2: one of my friends showed a girl he's, he, on like his first date cannibal holocaust. I thought that was pretty ballsy.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's she loved it. Hey. Well. Oh. Uh, he That's a keeper. Talking to
2: her and I. Oh. Uh, asked him why and he's like, I don't. Man, it was like dating you. It was weird.
1: <laughs> You're like, hey, thanks, man.
2: Because <laughs> it's like once she saw that, she was like, she wanted to see more, and like my friend isn't really. I only I. The reason he saw cannibal holocaust was because it played a, on 35 millimeter and i forced him to be there but he's not a fan of extreme cinema
3: mm-hmm.
2: but a cannibal holocaust is a great way to start if your partner or friend are willing afterwards you know you
1: yeah i mean and
2: that's it everything yeah or mm-hmm. lots of rape mm-hmm. um, lots of blasphemy
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah
2: so if they're down for that they're pretty much down for anything that can come up
1: well it's it's also like campbell holocaust also has the animal cruelty free versions yeah like you don't so, have to like you know subject them to that <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you don't want to i mean honestly like angels a melancholy good... <laughs> fuck no <laughs> Fuck no! I'll tell you the reason why you shouldn't watch that movie isn't because it's disturbing. Because you'll be watching it and you'll go, you fall asleep. Boring ass piece of fucking garbage ass goddamn movie. (laughs) Fuck that piece of shit. God. Anyways, I I derailed you, Matt. Sorry. What was you gonna pick? Uh, I'm like honestly, like some maybe some like just like gore movies, like you know the the Beyond and. Fulci. <laughs> yeah, Fulci. The Fulci. Maybe even something like Ichi the Killer. Yeah. we're like, it, you know, if you really break it down, there's some really fucked up shit in that movie. Yeah. But oh, yeah. it's really, really fun and very humorous at the same time.
2: Yeah, it's a dark comedy. So it's like, you yeah. know, like Visitor Q. I, I don't think is as uh, much of an introduction. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> if they don't laugh and you're laughing your balls off at like the the mother
1: gets, they're getting thrown through the fucking wall <laughs> oh my god fireworks is like my favorite thing in that movie when it's did, happening you see when I did that review
2: I was like telling um the story and I was like okay but the comedy's coming it's it's really funny it's just just when you describe it like oh yeah the mother of the family like cuts herself and she gets thrown to through walls <laughs> <laughs> and it starts off with incest yeah very first yeah.
1: god that that is definitely one of the movies of all time yeah.
2: <laughs> it's one of my favorite mickey like
1: i love that movie yeah it's right up there with <laughs> i've got the perfect date movie necromantic 2
3: i love that movie yeah
1: it's That's actually so not good, a terrible because it is kind of art house-y as well so like yeah. you can like you know, you can kind of like weasel it in that way, and then it gets all crazy and gross. And <laughs>
2: I know you guys like the first one more, but I'm of the camp that I, I the second one's my favorite,
1: dude. Like, the more I think about it, the more I like the second one more. It is too long,
2: yeah. That's my biggest problem with it. Intentionally long, yeah.
1: It's very indulgent, but on purpose, yeah. Yeah, I, I
2: love that movie,
1: but like, even like the love story aspect of it, it's even intriguing,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's
2: honestly a good romantic film. Yeah, yeah. It just it you just
1: know derails. Yeah, yeah. But what the title entails? What? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of.
2: <laughs> if you were expecting a, a romantic film, you kind of forgot the first part of the title.
3: <laughs> yeah, well.
1: But the first one was... has that music. Oh, oh, oh. The, oh, the well,
2: first yeah. one is so good too.
1: That, that little piano ditty at the very beginning of the movie is so
2: good it's it's such a hard movie to defend just because of the title and the yeah. implication <laughs> yeah but it's one of the most beautiful film ever made mm.
1: like the it's flower really scene
2: up. during the first one
1: jorge mm-hmm. bagarra in general is just kind of like one of those guys who like he's kind of underrated because people talk about how extreme and stuff his movies are but as just a filmmaker he's kind of underrated like nobody really like gives him the credit yeah. he deserves as just being really great at what he does he's so good behind a camera for like no
2: budget mm-hmm. like it's really difficult to make 16 millimeter look that good
1: mm. it's like i i love their toad's king like I think the movie's fucking amazing.
2: Uh, I haven't seen, sorry, I was confused with Shram. Shram's really good. Oh, rate.
1: yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would have enjoyed Shram more if I wasn't thinking I was going to die because I ate too many uh, cheese singles. When <laughs> oh, I, when yeah, I your it. old
2: bit of for <laughs>
1: eating cheese <Yeah>. singles. <laughs> that had you to exist. bring that back. <laughs> no. Matt
2: was like, because... oh, shit, I'm like,
1: intolerant. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was bad. Milk
2: too. you need
1: to bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh no! I, I but, can't watch more of that shit. But as far as uh, speaking more of that shit, there are there is a plan for the worst movies ever, part two. Oh,
2: <laughs> oh please! As a as a listener, I I assume for you it was awful. <laughs> it was horrible <Yeah>. <laughs> because it was it? Um, it was Birdemic, Bulk, and uh Man- Manos. Manos right? Yeah. At least Manos is like what sixty minutes. Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah, yeah, but. Man, bulk, you guys. You, oof.
1: The thing is, like well, we we peaked there. Like, how do you get worse than that? Well, uh, may, may uh, maybe, just maybe, that if we do a part two of the worst movies ever made, maybe we can make it a co-production. Between Sigon Cinema and The Open Casket. Oh my god. You're just gonna have Urschel defending every movie. Herschel's just gonna, gonna be, be, be slinging fives as do far do. as the eyes can see. <gasps> it's gonna be <laughs> Alien Beast. And- oh! That's- and I can't do it T. again. I can't do it again.
2: <laughs> that could just be like, that could just be an episode of Donald Farmer film things <laughs> and fucking Bl- Alien Beast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: John and I think we... John and Herschel fought the episode <laughs> I think Cause... we have an idea for a second one yeah we
2: definitely do because yeah. Herschel gives fives to those movies but yeah he, he, he can't defend himself <laughs>
1: <laughs> no he's vulnerable <laughs> he's like Thanks. well
2: it's funny I'm like it's shit well it's funny it's terrible well it made me chuckle I'm like
1: no stop <laughs> dude When it, he's he, he said he gave bulk like a fob. I was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> excuse me <laughs> <laughs> and I was like back the death penalty
2: <laughs> <laughs> we got the death penalty here, oh yeah buddy. that's right you guys
1: USA, USA. US. USA. Oh, but uh, thank you, everybody, for the questions. That oh, was whew. immense. That was flicker and John and Matt. Yeah. that's not me my final form, though you can't be thinking dawn <laughs> that's true
2: <laughs> dawn is a legend
3: oh.
1: but if you want to join these lovely individuals <laughs>
3: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> i would love that if you want to join these lovely individuals you can by going to sick on cinema at gmail.com and dropping us a line or wait to the week of the episode we're mostly a bi-weekly podcast <laughs> and we'll post 11 Only when there's
2: guests on yeah <laughs> they need to pre-record that shit. <laughs> i was looking at your guy's letterbox all week like they haven't, they haven't watched the movies yet. They haven't watched the movies yet. They haven't watched, and like today, John today? with Faceless. I'm like, of course,
1: I did watch that shit this morning, <laughs> dude. It's like I watched Faceless last uh, last night, and <laughs> John was like, "Yeah, I can just watch the other two in the morning." I'm like, "Dog, let's just watch them separately. Then you can just watch." <laughs> Dude, I was, <laughs> I was going to watch Eugenie the other morning, and my bed broke, and it fell and threw me to the floor. And I was pissed, and I was like, I don't need to watch this in this kind of state of mind. Uh, too
2: much fucking The Bag Ladies.
3: <laughs> the Bag Ladies. Oh, oh God. No.
1: But uh, I guess it's time to take a quick break. Oh, yeah, I got to piss. And when we come back, <laughs> we're going to delve deep into some... Euro
2: fun. Euro (laughs) trash. Two hours of me being autistic about (laughs) just
1: Franco. Hell yeah. That's what we love. This may end up being our longest episode ever. (laughs) We'll be back here on... Autism. (laughs) We'll be back here on Sick
0: on Cinema. Not since the Texas Chainsaw Massacre has the screen delivered terror like... In 1971, they rampaged throughout the South. They played a game of William Tell, a killing spree that ended here, where they met Lisa and took what they wanted. The sharp edge of suspense slams hard into fear, and fear becomes terror. That's more like it, baby. <laughs> Pretty Lisa took an axe, gave her captor 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave his partner 41. Axe will slash up and shock you beyond anything before. Axe. And we are back here on Sick yes. on Cinema.
1: The discuss the films of the infamous, I would say, legendary, Jess Franco. I'm uh, First
2: of all, thank you guys for inviting me on this episode, because (laughs) I I don't know for you guys, but the prep was very easy. I was uh, very glad to rewatch those movies. I wanted an excuse to rewatch Faceless, and uh, so I got it. But uh, yeah, do you want me to maybe introduce the audience to uh, who the man, the myth, the legend is?
1: Yeah, give us a rundown of who Jazz Franco was. So uh, without going into too long, because I could literally
2: write a book at this point, Stephen Thur, mm-hmm. I'm coming. I'm coming to
1: steal your job. <laughs> coming for you, Stephen. <laughs> <I'm coming> to- <laughs> We're throwing down, you know yeah, what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> you don't see me? My book will still be in print. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. damn so but by the way uh, so if for people who are interested in steven thrower he's uh the 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 only resource And um tim lucas are probably your best bet as uh, historians Tim tim lucas is more uh Jean, um, Jean Rolin, but uh tim uh, thrower is a uh, thrower is the man for the franco so First of all, I'd like to, uh, um, Jess Franco is a Spanish filmmaker. Yeah. Which is going to come out weird because uh, all the movies I made you guys watch are all, if I'm not mistaken, German or French co-productions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I noticed that with She Killed. Yeah, so the reason why that is, is he did start making movies in Spain in the 60s. Uh, he basically went to see Hammer Films and thought to himself, we can also do that. So he did the awful Dr. Olaf, which is a ripoff of uh, eyes without a face. And Franco would utilize that story many of <laughs> times. Amazing. <laughs> he, I mean, you have to pad out what is uh, what once uh, I um, w- Wikipedia says 173 feature length film, Jesus Christ, I'd be willing to push it to 200
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure Letterboxd said it was like 190-something.
2: Yeah, and I think IMDb says 200-something. It's because, like most European filmmakers, he did use a lot of pseudonyms. Mm. Um, So yeah, so Franco was... uh, The thing people would assume is that Franco is uh, basically like an Urshel Gordon-Lewis or a Bruno Mattei, you know, in that vein of um, filmmakers... Which is not true. He's actually, um, he's actually classically trained in filmmaking. If I'm not mistaken, he went to the per- Paris School of uh, filmmaking, and he is very well uh, read. A lot of his influence are novels. Uh, Principally, the Marquis de Sade.
1: Yeah, so I was going to say, Marquis de Sade.
2: <laughs> as, jo- as Matt famously quoted, uh, "Every house needs the isn't complete without <laughs> the work of the Marquis." <laughs>
1: yeah. I think it's in Eugenie. That's one of yeah. the quotes the guy says. Uh,
2: absolutely, with the weird stepbrother that's uh, trying to fuck his sister. Anyways, uh, we'll y- talk y- about y- that <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Jess Franco was actually like. To prove that point is adaptation of Count Dracula, as we said on the question period, is probably the most, the most true to the novel. Um, it's also dry as dirt, like the novel. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you guys mm-hmm. read Bram Stoker's Dracula. No, uh, no, we're from the south. We don't read.
1: Oh, <laughs> I got I had- plenty of books, but I don't read them. <laughs>
2: I read it for a project in English class and uh, thank god for sparknotes.com because uh, <laughs> that that book is dry as dirt and it's like 500 pages god damn <laughs> so yeah so he made a lot of um so so he made a lot of his films at the beginning in Spain um, but he left Spain due to the censorship, because at that point, uh, there was actually a uh, fascist dictator in Spain. Oh, so shit. As, as you guys know, dictators aren't the best for creativity
1: no <laughs> no not really <laughs> unless it's for making propaganda
2: yeah they're really good at doing that uh but uh, franco didn't want to to do so so he, he moved to france which makes franco a man who speaks four languages oh
1: my probably. god
2: he speaks spanish french german and english all of them very well so, not this. I don't like using the term because it sounds snobby. But he's what I would consider an intellectual. He's a well-read, well-educated gentleman, and his films do reflect it, which is surprising due to th- the themes in a lot of <laughs> those movies. <laughs> um, so he, he he openly he he openly doesn't really mention any film um, influences. Which is a reason why he's so interesting because he has a certain style that isn't anywhere else in Europe at that time. Yeah, like he's nothing like the Italians. He's nothing like your typical French films. He's nothing really like the Germans. He's on like his his own planet. So yeah, so basically that's his story for short. He he went to France. Uh, He did German French co-productions due to budget reasons and then in the 80s after the fall of the, uh, dic- the the fascist dictatorship he missed home so he went back to spain and there he would make lower even lower budgeted films holy jesus oh yeah um, <laughs> oh. something called an s rating in spain which were basically softcore erotica because porn was still banned at the time uh, he worked with one company the guy worked with like three companies eurocine uh the spanish company and uh, a german company he was that's he kept uh, he kept getting work which was uh, impressive if you read the critics of his films at the time <laughs> <laughs> And then the, um, then when porn became legal in Spain, he basically went into making pornography like a lot of European directors at the time because with the fall of the drive-ins, with the fall of the independent theaters and the rise of the um, VHS market, that basically killed the entire re- European genre um, filmmaking uh, uh, business. So if you're wondering why Italian films suddenly took a shit dive during the nineties and late eighties, it's because there wasn't money. And like most European directors at the time, there's a reason why people called the, these films Euro trash. They weren't respected by uh, the American public or the American critics and uh, not even the uh, citizens of the country in which the movies came from. Mm-hmm so he uh, <laughs> so had it rough and when porn became legal he went into making porn and uh the money was getting lower and lower every production and miraculously somebody called him from france and he's like yo man let's make a splatter film which is the reason we have faceless faceless kind of revived franco for a while after i think six seven years of like pornography that and bloody moon so you got for somebody who hated special effects by the way he hated them mm-hmm. as mentioned he was a quick shooter they took way too long he hated them uh that's kind of what brought back his career we can say and then the 90s and 2000s happened and as you guys know it went back to shit so he was basically returned to porn Uh, and then he got recognition I would say in the 2010s yeah, because people would still you know call him a hack a piece of shit and uh, his films were dog shit so that's a quick story of uh, Jess Franco I did listen to an interview which is uh, I brought up before we started recording (laughs) those uh, the old timey filmmakers from the 60s and 70s in Europe didn't like each other Uh, in one of his interview for his zombie movie he called george romero a one-trick pony piece of shit Uh
1: (laughs) what the fuck dude god dude he
2: said george romero made one successful zombie film and it wasn't that great
1: oh my god (laughs) god
2: (laughs) (laughs) he also uh shat on the italians saying like oh uh during an interview during the 2000s he's like oh what they're making now is awful and it's not that bad because what they were making before was basically just bad but now (laughs) it's awful
1: (laughs) oh my god it's so funny because like you know him talking about the talents makes a lot of sense because i think when i first was introduced to jess franco i thought he wasn't one of the italian directors yeah that's a common misconception you know, he, that's how it was kind of introduced was like, oh, he's one of those guys. But it's like, then you are like find out it's like, no, he's completely different. He's nothing like the Italian directors of that era. <laughs> I think his point of origin
2: was kind of uh, blurry for a lot of people because, like I said, he is he made movies in France, Germany, Spain. I'm pretty sure he made Italian, French co-productions. He was a, a man of uh, of every European nationality. If the money was there, he followed.
1: Well, yeah it, oh sorry no you go ahead matt uh i mean i feel like that, that could also be a misconception too because of the fact that again you can correct me if i'm wrong that a lot of his movies were dubbed yes in, in english so a lot of people i guess just assumed that oh if it's dubbed in english and comes from a european country it's probably italian
2: yeah yeah we're, we're talking about like 70s american audience who didn't really know Uh, you know you didn't have the internet uh, per se to to look into things and also they all use pseudonyms so even if it was an italian production the director would be called albert uh, Cox or
1: some (laughs) shit like that (laughs) (laughs) and it's like you know the people who were putting his movies out like when i first got into back into horror in that era was like blue underground and blue underground was predominantly known as an italian you know production thing so it was like oh one thing leads another just Franco's an Italian filmmaker
2: and probably knowing like Shriek Show because they put out a lot of his movies too they knowing Shriek Show they probably like put one of them in like the Italian collection
1: (laughs) (laughs) the best of Italian filmmaking
2: (laughs) but yeah so uh and um Franco was uh I chose those three movies today to show the um the all the major point in Franco's career I thought She Killed was um, mid-70s but no it's actually from 70 but it does have the feel of Franco in the mid-70s Eugénie I just wanted to show the um, more of the artistic side to Franco because as we're gonna discuss I think it's a beautiful movie Uh, She Killed it's just uh, I needed something with Soledad Miranda who was his muse They never dated, by the way. That's also a common misconception. He was just, she was, uh, she just inspired a lot of his work. She died in a car crash tragically in the seventies, which really affected Franco. And then he uh, met Lina Romay, who would become his wife and also his muse. Lina Romay, I think, plays in over a hundred of his films. Good God. And then he met Brigitte Laher, who was a, a frequent collaborator with Jean Rolin and just basically any French production, every any French genre production at that time when she was go, coming out of, uh, of doing adult films. So she's in Faceless, but she's not as important. I just wanted to talk about Faceless because she's still a major part in Franco's um, Rat Pack, we could say, of mm. actors, because
1: all the movies I showed you guys all have the same actors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of pop up, and you know, <laughs> but that's very common at the time in Euro cinema, you know, in general.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, you can, you, you, if you watch a movie from any of that era, you'll recognize a lot of faces.
1: Well, it's like a. In italian filmmaking and especially like from the jungle cannibal movies as well as emmanuel with laura Ginser.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah you'll see it oh yeah emmanuel was uh, joe was like muse. E she basically only did movies for him and every oh, really? once in a while she'd do a movie for somebody else and then in america they retitle it emmanuel and whatever
1: oh <laughs> oh I know
2: that. <laughs> it's kind of like Django as well.
1: was the yeah. same thing. Django. Yeah.
2: Or even the female prisoner Scorpion series kind of became that where it's just random actresses would play Scorpion.
1: Mm. But I guess we can jump into the films now. We're going to start in 1970 with, let me get the full title correct. That's why I brought it in <laughs> here. <laughs>
3: Dude, it's a long e- title.
1: Eugenie the story of her journey into perversion so uh, before before we get into this i just want to say holy shit spooky your fucking like knowledge on this shit is insane (laughs) (laughs) well yeah it's just
2: i um a lot of them like jess frankel did a lot of interviews which is good uh so every like uh a lot of his films if you buy them physically which you should uh, they Absolutely. all have interviews uh, with either just Franco or a lot of his collaborators. Miraculously enough, most of them are still alive. Franco oh, wow. passed away in 2013, but most of them are still out there living. So there's a lot of material for Franco fans.
1: Franco files, if you will. Franco files. <laughs> Franco files. <laughs> so the yeah, franco-, you- the franco the franco file sounds like a title of a uh, shitty like uh, a found footage movie buh, 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 the franco files <laughs> the They we're summoning the spirit of jess franco in this house <laughs> that's, that's <what> I was, <laughs> no don't give david the
2: Kodo more ideas <laughs>
1: <laughs> so eugenie tells a story of well eugenie she's a young girl who seems to be, you know, living under fairly strict parents. She has a friend who I don't know how they met. Do they explain that?
2: Um, I, It's very convoluted, but I think <laughs> they it's because of the girl that her friend sleeps with her dad because I think they've met at like some sort of party. They're all rich from the the high class bourgeoisie. Mm-hmm. So they all like stick together but yeah i think they've met at like a party and like the bro- the stepbrother says like oh i saw you uh during this party and ever since then i've been in love with you or something
1: yes yeah, i remember that but i was like i, I didn't know the connection between eugenia what's her was it maria yeah Mary-
2: i have i don't remember really her, her name it's uh maria rome is the actress
1: uh that uh, plays her but uh so she invites eugenie to this island to kind of come and hang out and you know live the good life but slowly but surely uh she begins to befall the perversions and uh excesses of the the whims of these people and there's also a cult (laughs) yes (laughs) led by Christopher Lee which is fantastic who are some kind of blood sex cult. Who have an interest in Eugenie as well, and it all kind of culminates in uh, a, which, uh, a set. By piece. the way,
2: this film is the uh, film that broke uh, Franco and uh, Christopher Lee's relationship. After that, they never worked together again.
1: See, I read a little bit about this, where it's like Christopher Lee was unaware of what kind of movie it was, which I it's hard to believe because he's in the scenes where yes. the. I mean,
2: the first one is kind of weird because he's kind of just like a floating head
3: yeah (laughs)
2: yeah one of the final scenes um he's right there Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the story is kind of weird he 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 went on a date uh, with a girl in Soho which was the red light district of uh, London at the time and he stumbled into the movie and he didn't know it was this kind of movie even though he was in Soho at I assume a scuzzy theater. So <laughs> Christopher's story—I feel like he just did the movie. He saw like the response to it, the controversy, because this was, from what I remember, quite a controversial film, and wanted basically nothing to do with it. Kind of like a Malcolm McDowell with Caligula, where apparently none of the actors knew this was going to be a porno.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, it's, a, it's its also like, uh, what was it, uh, what's her name, John? She's in Madman. But oh, she like oh Galen Ross like okay, Alexis Dubin. Yeah. yeah, it's like she was like oh no, I didn't do that movie. That ain't me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's but like yeah. it's obviously you. <laughs> so, you know, the plot's pretty, pretty basic. You know, pretty, but it's more about the visuals and the things I really liked about the movie was this overarching sense of dread that the movie kind of brings. Like there's a lot of scenes where the stepbrother and the sister are kind of giving each other the eyes Mm -hmm. where like you know they're plotting something against Eugenie, but Eugenie's oblivious to it. And there's these brilliant shots of like a bell being told on a beach with nobody around. Loved all that stuff. (laughs) Thought the buildup was amazing. My problem with the movie is when the quote unquote sexual sadism begins, really corny and cheesy. (laughs) <laughs> like it, they just kind of awkwardly run into frame and just go like, ah, and like hit her with something and i was like man this this, this is not what i was hoping for uh, we have we have to give the
2: context of the time this was uh you said 1970 uh which is false it, it came out in 69 this was oh the late imdb <laughs> imdb is wrong this came out in 69 um which you have to the context of the time, even for the time this was pretty rough. I admit it didn't age well at all in <laughs> the bondage sense. But you know you have to take it uh, into consideration that most audience just saw like Night of the Living Dead. So yeah. for what it is, it was pretty out there for the time. But yes, it, it's kind of. Uh
1: i mean i guess you know fair you know fair enough on that aspect as well as like i mean it's hard to expect a movie like 29 needles to come out in 69 i'm not saying 29 needles (laughs) but like okay erotic film in japan were leaps and bounds ahead of this stuff you know so it's like it's not like it wasn't existing in this era
2: (laughs) that's that's totally fair japanese films of that era were made for a japanese audience
1: Mm. yeah
2: which were kind of expected. You didn't see a lot of Japanese films being uh, imported uh, or exported, I guess, in a lot of other countries. But yeah, I understand the, the point. Uh, as previously mentioned, he wasn't a fan of special effects or that type of shit. So it was probably just too, it was probably easier to do it quickly like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And also, too, I'm, I'll admit that maybe the copy on the back of the box oversold what we were getting into, you mm-hmm. know? So when I watched the movie, I was like, huh, that didn't quite go as far as I was kind of hoping it was going to, but...
2: <laughs> yeah, the sequel to this goes a bit farther. That is uh, Eugénie de Sade, which is mm-hmm. on the nose with uh, Soledad Miranda. goes slightly... This, this, however, is a product of the 1960s. This, is, this still has this naivety that was very present in sixties cinema, mm-hmm. which is what I like because, like the main character, I feel like she she's naive, but she's not dumb. Yeah, like yeah. she totally gets what's happening. She even mentions at one point that the brother kind of creeps her out,
3: as he yeah. would because
2: he
1: is a creeper.
2: <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> I mean any anyone who is that obsessed with Marquis De Sade, I feel like might be a little creepy. <laughs> That's one of the weirdest aspects of the movie, too. it's just like, ah, so you have nice taste there, the Marquis de Sade. I'm like, what the fuck? But it's like he, like he has like Marquis de Sade just sitting on like a fucking coffee table. It's like <laughs> it's a great coffee table book. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Solo, the 120 days of Sodom. <laughs> it's like okay. Uh, well, I want to get into like the things I, I really, really like about Franco's filmmaking. And I love the way he shoots these movies, like his like you were talking about earlier in his like in the introduction of Franco like his classical training, and that really fucking shows in the way he like films shit the mm-hmm. way he has uh his movies look even from like the set design and stuff like that like he really makes it look classy, but the subject matter itself is very sleazy and um I guess it's especially for the Tom in, in poor taste, probably. Mm, but yes. it's very blasphemous. Yes. I love Wish the uh, the dreaminess of the movie as well. Yeah. You know, to kind of your point, Matt, where it's like the movie kind of plays on like reality and whose fantasy are we in kind of thing.
2: Yeah, so it's, it's when uh, after like one of the first like uh, BDSM scene where she wakes up and she has no marks. Mm-hmm. It's like, was it? Did it really happen? You're still unsure at the end if it actually, if all of this actually happened for real, or if she was just, uh, drugged and maybe something else else happened because yeah, there, it's still this. You're unsure if it, the sex cult is really present, is it?
3: Really... Mm-hmm. Well, it's it, like
1: you know, without spoiling anything, but the movie like opens up with uh, the Maria character oh. reading a book. About like we assume about the sex cult, probably a Marquis de Sade book.
3: Probably because I love Marquis
2: de uh, She hides it from her mother, who's a very uh, strict and uh, mm-hmm. a very uh, you know strict character. Which I also like. It's a good family dynamic of the very strict mother, the very bourgeois mother, and then her husband is cheating on on her, and then her daughter is pretty sexually active, mm-hmm. and possibly in a blood cult.
1: Poss- Possible <laughs> <not sure> <laughs> I just want to say, like, that o- the opening imagery of like like I know it's very simple, but like the pantyhose over their heads and shit like that is so fucking creepy. It's really well done. Lighting. Yeah. Yeah. And Christopher Lee's like booming voice over it. Yes. It's really well done. Like I love that scene a lot. Yeah, the the, the whole opening there, like it reminds me so much of like something you'd see in like Alo even. Mm-hmm. With like, just like the very like trippy visuals, which Gisfero uh, does a lot as well. I would say we'll get to it later, of course, but I say a little less and faceless and more with these two. Yeah, but, like he, it seems like he was very much influenced by what was going on in the '60s and uh, with, with all the like, I guess, just trippy and like I guess hippie influences well, type I, I stuff. Know, in
2: one of the interviews I listen, he mentions that expressionists. Film from Germany were a big inspiration, so we're talking Nosferatu II, Doctor of Caligari. So this very visual. Uh, I feel like a lot of his uh, inspiration comes from silent era films, so it makes sense that they're way more visual. Let's be honest the they the basically Franco basically took Italian filmmaking and made it more convoluted, yes. <laughs> difficult to do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And the movie is very tight as well. I know this like it's like, especially since this was the second one I watched and we'll get into some of the problems I have with She Killed. Um, but the like I was very impressed with how like well structured everything was and like how well shot everything was and like yeah. know, how even the little side characters were very interesting and, you know, everything flowed very well. My, my biggest problem with the movie is I just kind of wish it was a little more a little more violent, maybe <laughs>
2: you can see it. it. You wish something happened
1: yeah <laughs> because uh, yeah this
2: is a this is, at the end of the day i feel like it's a slice of life movie mm-hmm. So, i agree with that to be honest nothing happens yeah it's yeah. basically and a lot of franco films are as i say uh, uh beautiful women walking around in beautiful scenery
1: which this one's definitely um a lot of it yeah and- <laughs> And now having like known what the movie is, I do feel like I can go back and watch it again and probably like it even more and go yeah, up higher. Where. Like, you know, knowing that it's mostly about the dynamic of these three characters and not about, you know, I don't, I don't remember what it says, but like the, you know, slipping into increasingly violent sexual perversions <laughs> that will shock and awe to this day or whatever. <laughs> this was my second
2: time watching it. And it, the first time I was like, okay, it's okay, you know, it's it has Franco things, but after the second time last weekend, I was like, okay, this is easily one of my favorite Francos because it represents the man very well. Where you can see, you can see talent.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it's bleeding, and you can see this aura of sexuality. The scene with uh, it's confusing because Maria and the both actresses are Maria and Marie. Yeah. <laughs> The scene where they're together and uh, having the first kind of lesbian experience is a very erotic scene and it's so well done. And that's what I like because Jess Franco at the end of the day was a was a, a pervert with a university degree.
1: <laughs> and it shows yes. that's awesome. <laughs> and that is one thing I will bring up too is like, especially with the context of this being made in 69, even like early 70s have just you know a pretty much just a lesbian sex scene in your movie is pretty out there for the tom we're like, talking even about
2: like in america the ace code was there until the mid to late 60s so we we're talking about like and that's kind of what brought the mpa to america was uh um, foreign films didn't have to go through the same strict guidelines so hmm. basically hollywood was getting uh trumped by uh erotic films from overseas and they were like okay we need something to do we need something to bring our audiences
1: Uh, yeah uh, i don't know i don't know i I think this movie like again the more i think about it like i was very confused like by the the end like without spoiling (laughs) anything if like to me i was like it feels like this movie has almost like three endings Mm, i could see that yeah where it's like oh this happens then this happens and it's like oh okay well we're still going what's this then Mm -hmm. like it kind of like wraps itself up but the more you think about it like it kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. you know like with everything you're from the beginning to the end it makes sense but you definitely have to use your own like interpretation of what the movie is Mm -hmm. I I don't don't know if that makes any sense really but it
2: makes sense because the ending is quite strange and uh, <laughs> it's also what I like about um, 60s and early 70s cinema is that um, they left a lot for the audience to figure mm-hmm. out which is what I like because we feel like a lot of modernish movies especially 80s and 90s stuff you were getting spoon fed yeah. things and that's kind of like some people would call it a flaw but I'd call it like not taking your audience for, for idiots <laughs>
1: I'd say you get even more of that now. Like, with a lot of the, like, real mainstream mm-hmm. horror stuff. It's, like, even, like, some of the plot devices they use. Like, it's so on the nose. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. But they like, still even- did that back in the day because a lot
2: of, uh, especially Gialis, uh they just expo- exposition dump at the end of the yep. movie.
1: Here's why yeah. they did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I know, like john has a bit of a problem with like you know psycho in that aspect Mm
2: -hmm. i love that that, movie but that ending bothers me (laughs) that's a perfect example of what i meant it's like okay the audience isn't that dumb we can figure like stuff out yeah
3: yeah
1: (laughs) you know like what i really like the some of the things i really like about the movie too is like like i brought it up like and you're kind of talking about a little bit is like whose fantasy are we living Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of where the ending leads into You know, because it's like you're almost like getting like fantasy within fantasy within fantasy, you know, with with them drugging her. And like, are those sexual encounters when she's drugged real or not, even to the end of the movie where you're questioning everything you just saw? Yeah, that's really interesting, you know, and I think actually
3: well done.
2: (laughs) One of my favorite quotes is when uh, he gives her a cigarette for the first time and she smokes it and she's like oh they taste very sweet they're very strange and he's like they're turkish my dear
3: also
1: these bourgeois fucking assholes with their like colored cigarette wrappings and shit which is something which, i picked up on it looked like almost like crayons
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> which is a theme in all of these movies for somebody who um Franco didn't didn't um, um, wasn't raised rich. Uh, he had uh, father was in the military and the, he was a doctor, but in the military and he had twelve siblings. But he does have the kind of bourgeois, you know, uh, you know, the Paris University and everything. Mm-hmm. But he's so you kind of have a, this. Critique of the rich and the bourgeoisie, but from a point of view of almost understanding, which is a theme that's present in all of these movies, mm-hmm. especially *She Kills* and *Well Faceless* too. It's kind of on the nose. There, rich people kill poor people uh, or kill. You
1: know. <laughs> yeah, the 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 rich taking advantage of the poor type. Mm-hmm. Type thing.
2: In this film, it's all it's 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 kind of like funny because they're both from rich families and they're both very well, you know, they're both from rich families and it's kind of this, it's the dynamic more of the like the the, the older women and older men taking advantage of the younger yep. uh, yeah yeah who might not be as stupid as they think
1: yeah it's they they think they're you know uh, taking away her innocence.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but it's also like it plays with the whole idea is like oh are they really
2: Mm. or is was she really innocent there's kind of this yeah like well is this really your first time experiencing you know sexual pleasure or is it really not
1: yeah i think this movie has a like a lot of unique little um little quirks about i guess
3: Mm.
1: like the guy the stepbrother where like he's so driven by his own sexuality that it pretty much drives him crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, and he's like, he's almost animalistic in like the way he like approaches sexuality. <laughs> it take, it, it is exactly his
2: obsession with sexu- sexuality, tears down all social classes or socials, uh, social expectations from him. Mm but I don't know how
1: we've gotten this far and not really talked about the blood cult (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck was that because it's the only thing about this movie I can't defend I don't know like i do kind of uh, like it i like this weird especially i mean i'm just a, i'm a huge fan of christopher lee mm-hmm. so anytime christopher lee shows up in anything it immediately like brings it up yeah, and i love so these
2: yeah. movies about cults they're like yeah my favorites yeah i you just know. i don't know how to explain it's it's so out of nowhere
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> like they set it up at the beginning but then it disappears and but they bring it like they start talking about it a little bit like oh you know you know, the boat's coming. And I love that <laughs> stuff. Like, when the bell is, you know, tolling on the on the beach, and you, like, see the shot of them on the boat, like, heading towards the beach, it's, like, so ominous. And it's like, shit, this is, this is about to go down. And, like, their servant is the only one that seems to have
2: any kind of morality, but he still participates in...
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, like, you're talking about, like, the aspect of the blood cult. Like, again, like... You with it being you know 1969. I mean it's it's hard for me not to think that maybe Manson family almost where it was like Good. oh these oh, the, like because a lot of people like misinterpreted you know the Manson family as a satanic cult. Mm-hmm. So it's it's possible that it has some kind of play in it. I don't know. I mean that could just be looking way too into it. But it's like they show up and the first thing they do is just kind of voyeur in on them. <laughs> They're just yeah. like.
2: leads me to believe the possibility that christopher lee might not have been there but then the other scene the other scene i'm Mm. pretty sure he shows
1: up during like maybe not the close-ups but he's in the whites well even that first shot like when they're in the the black room and they're doing like the ritual that chick's naked yep just on the altar so it's like i read that he claimed that like oh i couldn't see her because had like sheet around me or something like that it's like you had to there's no way you did not know
2: also Dude. also, christopher lee played fu manchu for just franco so i just <laughs> want to throw that
1: out there yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean also like some of the hammered like dracula films and like just vampire films in general that he was in they got pr- kind of sleazy mm-hmm, for sure so, to- so for him to be like oh no this movie it, you know it went too far for me yeah i mean
2: it's like the, the hammer movies basically did splatter even before a uh, lewis did
1: yeah to some yeah extent. sure but you know i'm not gonna complain about the cult because like i said like christopher lee like anytime he's in a movie it immediately makes it better We watched Uncles of vampire, one of the biggest pieces of shit I've ever seen. But every time (laughs) Christopher Lee was on screen, amazing. He has has such a presence. It's like you can't like, I mean, he's also like what, six foot
2: like five. Mm -hmm. Yes. But like he has such a presence, which I'm not complaining. Just the cult aspects are probably the weakest points of the film.
1: And it's like him like giving narration, but there yeah (laughs) yeah so it's really strange i don't know that's yeah i didn't dislike that aspect of the movie but it was just so weird that i was like i don't really know if this fits right
2: it's again i think it comes from the uh expressionist films that he was inspired by or even the uh, novels he was inspired by i mean Mm -hmm. narration and uh, like godly presence that overlooks everything I'm I'm really looking into way too deep about a movie <laughs> about two lesbians. Yeah.
1: Marquis de Sade. I mean I I, do, I feel like that's easy to do with this movie though. It's easy to look into it for answers because the answers aren't directly given to you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. little happens in the movie that you fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that as a negative since uh, that's a positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, in the uh our little introduction thing—we talked about like *Skin and a mm right? Mm-hmm. And like *Skin of Marink is very much a movie that you have to fill in the blanks for yourself, mm-hmm. or at least attempt to. So, like, I'm, I mean, it's, it is weird to compare like a Skin truly to just art. Franco. Yeah. <laughs> we like just Franco. What I thought about *Skin and a <laughs> he hated everything he saw. <laughs> <laughs> I got, a, I got a question too, because you know you're talking about him going to like. A uh, you know university for you know learning how to do film and shit in France, and I do wonder if fucking Orson Welles showed up to do a lecture there because he did that a lot.
3: Uh, I mean,
2: if we're so, looking at the timeline that he went to that school, it's a possibility that Jean Luc Godard thought or was present during that time. Oh shit. So like the French New Wave started mid 50s to 60s, even 70s. So it's a high possibility that he went to school with what we call masters of the French New Wave. Probably yeah. not Godard, because or uh, actually started it, I think, during the 50s. So maybe not Godard, but like maybe Truffaut, or, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> which is weird to think that, you know, Jess Franco was chilling with. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll sweat yeah, elbows talk- with
1: like the masters <laughs> He just talking to him he's like you know what i want to do i want to make movies with lots of lesbian sex and they're just like okay dude <laughs> they're like talking about like philosophy and film and he's just like i just want to make a lot yeah, just the most
2: <laughs> well franco criticized a lot of the hammer films for not being true to the books and being um And not being true to what the vampire actually was, which is, um, which I mean, Vampire Lesbos, even though it is exploitation uh, and sex exploitation, it is a very, let's, it's it's very much the traditional vampires. Yeah, but that's not a movie you guys saw.
1: (laughs) No, I want to. I want to see it, but (laughs) I have to pick it up so. I don't know if I've, I don't think I've seen it. We we watched some like it was Joe Bob talked about a lesbian vampire movie. What was That was, was it? Daughters of Darkness. Ah, uh, okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Which yeah. uh Franco also has a film Daughters of Dracula. Mm.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there's the Hong Kong film Daughter of Darkness.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, you know. <laughs> and there's every um
2: Roland film which is something vampire. <laughs> yeah the rape of a vampire doesn't have rape in it so it's kind of a
1: click but least, right does it doesn't have vampires though oh yes so sure it does they we're doing better <laughs> than killing birds <laughs> 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 but uh anything else you want to talk about with eugenie anything yeah. we didn't tackle
2: i mean i think at this point it's very clear that it's, it's one of my favorite franco movies
1: it's good. I, I did like it ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, the more I thought about this movie and the more I continue to think about it, the more I do like it and the more I do like want to go back and revisit it, even.
2: Which, which, my, my first two picks, I was kind of not nervous, but I, because I could have easily been like Bloody Moon Faceless and uh, another splatter film, like a woman in prison film, but I was like, I want to dis- them to discover more. Of the true Franco which in my opinion was the 60s 70s stuff but I'm still I still had worries because his films are, are are they're not easy to get into it they're not mm. for everybody it's if you like Italian trash or the Italian masters this is completely different yes yeah. there's no other Francos to compare him to right and even like Rolin, Rolin is completely different than yeah. Franco because Rolin is basically all experimental, surrealistic, uh, fan, fan fantastic films as you can call them.
1: Um, what was the movie we we watched by him, John? Iron Rose. I, yeah I like that movie a lot and, yeah that's cause... one of his
2: easier ones to get into that was his oh. idea, yeah. <laughs> the 70's stuff is a bit hard to get into but like he made like uh, Grapes of Death, Iron that's Rose, a good one. Living Dead Girls which is probably his best I highly recommend for getting into Jean oh. Grelin I like Fascination Fascination is great mm. I, love that movie. <laughs> but, I
1: mean be fair i i am one of the people out there that loves begotten so i feel like i should have a an easy an easier time understanding yeah. his movies i don't even want to try to pronounce his name because <laughs> i'm just gonna butcher it so i always know him oh. as gene roland yeah. gene-, <laughs> gene roland <laughs> gene Jean rolling right
2: that's way off. It's Jean. Jean. God Raleigh. damn it. <laughs>
1: God damn it. Jean rolling hard. <laughs> hey,
2: Liv Biscuit roll. made a song about him.
1: Roll roll.
2: <laughs> they see me roll.
1: <laughs> what? Vampires and vampire.
2: <laughs> but if so, you guys want to do a Roland film, I'll be glad to. Yeah, we'll probably on, yeah. come on here and be autistic about him too.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. We definitely have that uh, in the books as well. Yes, so. which is
2: easier to get info about Ralin because Arrow made a documentary about him recently. Oh shit! Yeah, highly recommended. I think it's only on their streaming platform, which I don't know who the fuck has the Arrow streaming
3: platform. But <laughs> yeah,
1: on I ain't gonna buy that on a spot because I've bought too much of their shit. Yeah, <laughs> like I streaming this shit. Damn it! <laughs> I, I'm waiting for a physical
2: release. They need to get on that.
1: Yeah but you'll have to correct me because for the next movie, I have 1971, which uh... Uh, I think
2: it's 70. It's the copyright in the movie is 70.
1: Yep, 1970. Well, goddamn, pal. <laughs> <laughs> this is She I... Killed in Ecstasy. Um... I mean, <laughs> you want to tell us the plot, Sean? <laughs> sure. All right. We got a we got a doctor. <laughs> we got a dog <laughs> who uh is doing experimentation on human embryos using hormones to try to cure varying diseases such as cancer and other things uh he presents this to the board of uh directors i'm assuming uh to get his research i'm assuming uh financed
3: yeah
2: yeah well i think it's because when you present the scientific you need a board of other uh doctors to uh confirm if you're on the right path or if it's pleasingly possible
1: and they're they're like you're immoral you're blasphemic you're the devil incarnate you need to die you're an animal which is repeated fifty thousand times (laughs) which is crazy because it's like is this stem cell research is this like precursor to stem cell research right here (laughs) is this just just modern america so uh, uh So he's very depressed by this, as one would be, because not only was he denied, he was humiliated. He was barred barred from being a doctor. Yeah, I forgot about that. They are like, you're done, dude. You're gone. We're taking your fucking losses. We're throwing you in the trash. Go fuck yourself. Hope you die. (laughs) Which he does. Yeah. (laughs) He he can't live with the, the shame and the disappointment, so he kills himself. To which his wife discovers the body and is, you know... Upset as one would be, oh. and decides to take revenge on the doctors who uh, cost him his life. Much like a Abominable Doctor Fobs, but instead of fun traps, she she seduces them to have sex with her and then kills them. So it's like yes. sexy Doctor Fobs. Oh God,
3: <laughs> Doctor Fobs is pops. already sexy. Doctor, <laughs> true. <laughs>
1: Dude, I laugh so hard I've got a cramp my fucking back. <laughs> Fuck i'm in pain uh, so uh, i'll start out here <laughs> I, i'm not going to shit on the movie i'm not <laughs> oh, feel free feel free <laughs> I just, this movie has been shot on publicly so much <laughs> i'm kind of used to that at this point point. one thing we didn't talk about oh that i need to go back real quick eugenie's soundtrack oh is amazing <laughs> it's <Yes>. beautiful <laughs> the soundtrack which i'm pretty sure is in this edition of <laughs> she killed next isn't bad but it won't stop no it I plays have, the I... entire fucking movie i have dude. a note on that <laughs> the thing is like the soundtrack, even if it itself, doesn't make sense <laughs> dude the soundtrack itself like i think the soundtrack fucking slaps it's but... great yeah it sounds great it does not match totally. I no. was going to say it doesn't match totally at all. Like you're having this like sex scene that's going to lead to murder. And it's like a sitter like, and I'm like, whoa, 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 you need to relax. And it just doesn't. I don't know if there's a frame in this movie that doesn't have some kind of strings plucking over it i couldn't believe it i was like this is this is still going like from the the credits to the closing credits it just plays through it's like franco just like dropped it into the movie like there it is also this movie's really short yeah yeah it's It's, very uh, short 120 i think like kind of (laughs) dull I don't, I don't know. I like the, like, you, you described it as the the Dr. Five story. It I like that aspect. Um, I will, again, as Spooky referred to, uh, talked about earlier, uh, Franco was not one for special effects. You don't get a. Lord, no. Of- Lord, no uh, uh was forced
2: into them basically <laughs> yeah.
1: but, like at one point he, she definitely cuts the guy's dick and balls off mm-hmm. and they definitely just put some like blood maybe tissue like and sort of his I, I, <laughs> yeah I,
2: I noted at least nice details there was some gray ass pubes because that man's <laughs> cock was disgusting <laughs> that was i think paul mueller or uh Howard vernon old man Cock with
3: a
1: lot of <sighs> hair is disgusting. <laughs> I love too that Jess Franco is in the movie too. Oh, he's yeah. one of the main characters. Yeah, like when that camera yeah. was panning by, I was like, "Hey, yo, it's the boy. Here he is." He's also one of the doctors that went the hardest on the dude. Yeah, <laughs> like everyone else, is like, oh, this is just immoral. This is not okay. It's animalistic. Even he's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> but like, Basically, you know, the... like kill
3: yourself. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The lead is amazing uh Soledad Miranda yeah she's beautiful she's striking I
2: you think know, two of the most um I think two of the most iconic shots from Franco's filmography is in this film which is mm. her sitting at the bar smoking a cigarette that you use during the uh, the, the poster uh, yeah the poster and uh, when she's
1: sitting on the couch by herself uh, I love that life. scene <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: love that scene there's a few things in this movie though that like I want to be able to explain away. (laughs) I'll try my best. Okay. (laughs) The camera goes out of focus
3: so much in
1: this movie. And I want to believe that it's an artistic choice, but the way it happens, there's no way it wasn't just, they just like, fuck it, good enough, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: okay i'm another background thing about franco that i learned from diane thorne when i met her at a convention so franco really liked taking long ass lunch breaks like (laughs) four hours long so either they were like ah good enough i'm hungry and he really liked drinking by the way like on during those four hour lunches And also, I mean, he's not the cameraman. He's just the director.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but my notes go like, camera work's kind of weird. Man, this camera ain't in focus. (laughs) (laughs) Movie's a bit...
2: (laughs) Also, I I have to give at least some credit. I feel like Severin should redo... um, because uh, this was 2014, Severin, I think. they. Yeah, this was pretty early, early on. Yeah, it's pretty um, early on. The transfer's kind of soft. Mm-hmm. Now, I did pick up on that, yeah. Like, even in the <laughs> close-ups that are in focus, one of the few shots that are in focus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's very much. It's almost like a beauty filter, and I. You can also see that in uh, Soledad Miranda's pubes
1: that are <laughs> just like a blob. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like a scene like Franco like himself comes into frame, and I'm like, focus, full focus. You're gonna. Oh nope, that's it. That's in the scene. Let's go next. <laughs> So like there's there's a lot of aspects of this movie I really do like like it's 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 kind of ahead of its time it's like almost proto Aspie in her grave where she uses her sexuality to you know entrap these people that she wants to get revenge on so a lot of the stuff I do really like a lot and like I said some of the visuals are great but like I don't know man I was like this was the this is the first one I watched and I was like if this is how this is we're in for it you were
2: like fucking spooky because
1: not anyway, that I dislike the movie at all I'm just like we talk about porn again. <laughs> But I was just like, this is the things that people complain about with Franco. Like, this is the the running gun, no budget. You know, I told Matt, I was like, this movie's like, it has brilliant building blocks. The problem is they're held together with the Elmer's glue and spit.
2: You know? <laughs> Elmer's glue and spit. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this was a Spanish co production, maybe not German. Spanish. I want to say it was German it is german i mean it was all co-production yeah yeah um i can't really say but if it's spanish that means it was really low budget well even if it was german you, yeah you're talking you're talking very low budget because 70 i think mm. made five movies <laughs>
1: <God>. <laughs> <laughs> and i guess that leads into like i guess the why is money right he's trying to make money uh yeah. that's the thing about franco's
2: i'm not sure if he wanted to make money because i'm not sure th- these movies were really i guess the budget made it it was pretty easier easy to mm-hmm. to make like i'm not sure if imdb like mentions the budget but i frick,
1: can't be more than a hundred thousand but i don't know it's just like why did he make so many movies you know what i mean because you see that he clearly has talent Mm-hmm. And oh and yeah. that if he would just take his time and like let the like you know the uh, some of the shots in this movie are gorgeous-
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah you know, and let quality control be a little stronger in a movie like this you know he could actually he could have not that he didn't make masterpieces but more you know he, mm. he says himself um he never
2: made a masterpiece he's pretty self-aware which is also what I like he's like I've never made a masterpiece anybody who tells that the main masterpieces are full of themselves and don't believe them <laughs> <laughs>
3: well yeah,
1: it's like I almost wonder if the like the shots that are out of focus was just maybe someone was like you know didn't realize it was out of focus and just <laughs> shot it maybe Probably.
2: you're talking about a time before um uh monitors were a thing you had yeah. to uh, take out your old ruler and make the focus with the ruler oh, Dave, that's, how that. that's how they that's how they pulled focus back in the days uh camera still by the way if you have a camera that little circle with like a line in it that's where your um that's where your um a sensor is so if you take a ruler and calculate and then focus with that it'll be in focus Gross. i don't know, know that film school was spooky yeah, on cinema cameras, it's literally pokes out so you can take the end of the measuring tape. So maybe they weren't the setups were done too quickly and the <laughs> cameraman didn't have time to take out his ruler
1: and block the scene because I assume the scene blocking was done fairly quickly. Because, you yeah. know, the, fir- the first time the out of focus thing happened, I chalked it up to just an artistic decision. <sighs> You know, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, that's the way the shot was supposed <laughs> to look. Okay, cool. But then it just kept happening. And like a lot of this movie's out of.
2: It's artistic
1: incompetence. <laughs> it's one of those things It's like, yeah, I meant to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did like the movie. Ultimately, like at the end of the day, when it was over, I was positive on it. But I was like, this could have been something way better. Mm mm-hmm. And which almost leads, like, with a frustration for me with this movie. <laughs> I don't know if I have a ton to say about this one. Matt <laughs> was like, uh, "I was bored." <laughs> no, I it wasn't. It's not boring, really.
2: It's uh, on my. Sorry, Matt. Go ahead. No, oh no, no, no. You go ahead. On my end, uh, it's it's one of my favorites. Just that. <laughs> it's it's hard to defend this one. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how do i say it it's because it's i just like the visual i just think that uh, uh soledad has such a presence i mm. she does a really good job oh yeah uh, i i think i think overall the acting is very strong you have a lot of old character actors from europe in this paul Mueller, muller um and again, I really like, like John said, the aspect of using her sexuality as a weapon, which was not really done. Which I guess you can almost—I am no—I am um, no professional on this. Call this a proto-feminist film in mm. some aspects. Which I know um, a author, Pierre uh, Kierlejanis. I know she really um, likes this film for that. It's just to me, it's a very, it's a very. It's it's a early on very strong female um, lead.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. She has a very very strong presence on, yeah. on camera.
2: Yeah, she's really good. The scenes Jennifer Lawrence, but you know, she, you know yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> this is no mocking mockingjay. You know what I mean? But. <laughs> The scenes with her and like her husband's body, as it's well, I, I assume it's supposed to be decaying. Mm-hmm. They kind of just slap some moss on him and called it a day, but you know, <laughs> yeah. that's stuff's really good. Oh, like she's great yeah. in those
3: scenes,
2: yes. And I also love the 70s set design of like uh, mm. the room she brings the woman doctor, like with paintings and like zebra prints all over. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I just <so> love that. <laughs>
1: Well, it's like we always talk about, like how like the beginning of every decade is like a hold off of the last decade. Mm-hmm. So at this point, we're still like deep in like psychedelic hippie stuff, and it's yeah. strong in this movie with <laughs> the way just the clothes.
2: Like, <laughs> Jess Franco made a lot of those. Is um is uh, Angel films, spy film. um, two spies in the um, striped panties or flowered pattern panties. Yeah, is an excellent display of like just hippie culture in the
1: seventies. <laughs> If you, if you love that, like that look, then you need to watch sugar cookies.
2: I, I have, uh, I've, have... do I own that one? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. was it the Tromo one with uh, Lynn Lowry?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love that one.
1: Oh man. The visuals in that in that movie, like just the way everything looks, it looks so much of that Tom period. Mm-hmm
2: especially like the european funk kind of um yeah like overdressed over like we're rich and we'll really show it like her building is just a bunch of green squares you guys uh,
3: yeah yeah Yeah. the
2: architect was strange yeah Yeah. her cottage or just like some it looked like a jenga set
1: And I think this movie is kind of comparable to the of Doctor Fives, too, in that with the visuals as well—that really psychedelic. Yeah, it's again the expressionist uh, film-like influence that's just spewing out. Uh, so, uh, what about the music? What is the what is the, what do you think the reasoning for why that soundtrack just goes so fucking hard? On <laughs> my, in my, yeah, uh, I,
2: I think as the composers in Europe were fucking great. Yeah. Uh, And I think the reason why it's all over the film, I don't know. It's just, Franco was probably like, I paid for this, I'll use it. (laughs) Fair enough, too. And it is good. It is really good. He was a very pragmatic filmmaker. I paid for this. You're, like, his actors, he's like, I paid for you to be here, so you're going to be here for the entire movie.
1: Right. And the thing is, like, the soundtrack, like, it is incredible i would like listen to this as just an album mm-hmm. because it is like fucking it's like a jazz funk fusion
2: you're really yeah. gonna enjoy the soundtrack to vampires lesbos because in my opinion that's like the peak huh? which is in the blu-ray like john said you can listen to all the soundtracks there's yeah. even another film franco film in there that i haven't seen Wait, no. uh... but uh the devil came from uh, i get you i don't know so
1: <laughs> Three soundtracks for the price of one. But it is... I do find the soundtrack to be distracting, Oh, Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, Very distracting
2: at times. I can't... Like I said, this is a very flawed movie with... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the plot holes are plentiful. Um, like, who destroyed his lab? It wasn't the doctors, because he was with them while they were giving... Oh, the- yeah.
1: Yeah, I kind of forgot oh, about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they came
2: the, the, they hated you the cop shows shows up for like three scenes and then
1: just disappears there's no oh yeah <laughs> yeah because they make it as though there's an, uh, some kind of conclusion uh, uh, fucking whatever you want to call it investigation yeah yeah or like even like maybe like some like involvement with him with the doctors as though he may be in on it that goes nowhere <laughs> yeah it's like when the uh,
2: franco's character like tells everybody to meet and he's like, oh, be careful out
1: there. And then they just all separate and get killed one after another. <laughs> Dude, there's also a point in the movie where I feel like a scene was edited in too early. Because there's a scene where she's like crying over her husband, which is a brilliant scene. I will say that. But she's like, it's over now. Now you can rest well and be happy. And I look at Matt' like, is Franco's character dead? Did I miss that somehow? <laughs> And then like the oh, next yeah. scene, she's gonna go kill Jess Franco. I'm like, wait, 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 wait.
2: <laughs> or there's also the aspect where Jess Franco sees her in like his nightmares, I guess, or sees like hallucinations, and he's like and then she shows up next to him and he's like, hmm, she, she's familiar, but I'm not sure who she is. <laughs> and yeah. like you think that the doctor, um you know, he he, he worked with these doctors that m- made him commit suicide wouldn't they have already met his wife before you would think so like i'm pretty sure like doctors all hang out together and they have like yeah. doctor parties like <laughs> he'd be familiar but nobody recognizes her and then she puts on that silly wig
1: <laughs> oh yeah also the the plot dump at the end i forgot about that too oh yeah <laughs> it was actually a corpse that killed these men like <laughs> wait yes. wait
2: wait
3: there you go take
2: <laughs> Or the lady <laughs> the lady doctor gets
1: killed with a pillow made of plastic. Oh <laughs> my god, yeah. Now, I will say the kill with the scissors, oh, you don't Ooh. see a lot with it, but just the force of it and the way that it seems like there's like resistance, it actually is really good. Like, I was like, yeah. damn, that actually looked really painful and like really well done. Um, I don't know, like I said, I do think it's a really flawed movie, but but it is enjoyable.
2: Yeah, I'm just from the point of view where uh, as as a Franco fan I have to embrace the flaws mm-hmm. if we were going to nitpick these movies there's a lot to be nitpicked mm. well it's kind of like those Italian giallo where you know, you're like eh, it doesn't make too much sense
3: and yeah. like, <laughs> yeah.
1: what eh, I don't know if they could actually have been there at this time but whatever yeah. <laughs> it's like Bird of the <laughs> Crystal Plumage like, the end of that movie like makes or break that movie because it's like, could you have known? <laughs> you know, like. Well, yeah. yeah, that's a lot of Argento
2: movie, but I won't go into that.
1: The <laughs> thing is, like, I feel like if we nitpick, you know, movies we watch too much, you just become Cinema Sins on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah which is just like. You're you're actively making movies miserable for yourself.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like th- these are best enjoyed. Uh, she Kills especially, a few mm. a few drinks maybe uh, with some friends. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Because Eugenia at the end, I was pretty plastered, and I really enjoyed it.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> One thing I will say about She Kills before we moved on is those doctors are the dumbest, horniest characters in movie history.
3: <laughs>
2: I, I,
1: I was one of them when he's doing
2: his speech I'm like is this a callback to Hitler which I know it's like it's just because it's German and angry German guy but I'm like <laughs> his mannerisms were really Hitler-esque so well,
1: sure. there's the part when they're like berating the, the the guy for being a criminal and blasphemous and a monster and animal where it randomly cuts to one of them and they just turn red mm-hmm. that doesn't happen again <laughs> And I was like there's such weird little moments in this movie that I'm like yeah, you know. Which
2: I'm not sure if Franco coming from you know a um, fascist dictatorship was maybe trying to say something about that but at the same time uh, I discovered this was a co-production with Spain so I'm not sure about the timeline with uh, the dictator from Spain so mm-hmm. I can't be sure about that it's part of history I'm not
1: 100% I, I feel like this movie has like a lot of great Uh, building blocks, but it's just, I don't know. It's got strong points and it's also got some strong, like negative aspects, but all in all, I do think it is a fun watch for sure. It's very strange that for a movie that it's strongest, uh, Asset is a lot of its visuals that it also has some terribly, like technically flawed filmmaking <laughs> in it.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's, I'd say the strongest asset is Soledad. Uh, mm-hmm. She, uh, may she rest in peace. She's taken away from us way too soon, and she didn't do a lot of movies, she worked a lot with Franco, but. Mm-hmm. Something about her inspired Franco, and that's why he kept using her, because, I mean, it's hard not to. She was one of the most beautiful women, like,
1: at the time. And, like, yeah, her eyes, like, just her presence, and, like, I don't know, you're captivated by her the whole time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which
3: I like feel even like um,
2: Les pose does use utilizes that a lot more because she literally hypnotizes
3: people.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Yeah, it's like, like even like her expression when she's trying to seduce these people, like she has this like look of anger almost too. Mm-hmm.
3: It, I think sure. I think it's. See, you, I think yeah, it's very said, well done.
2: said the nail on the head. I never thought about that, but yeah, she has a very angry look, but she she's still a very seducing angry look.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, it's like, I know this is a bad ideal, but. (laughs) (laughs) So it's interesting that we're going from 1970 to 1988. This is a total,
2: tonal shift for
1: anybody listening. It really is. One of these aren't like the others. (laughs) Because honestly, like, it does have some Franco-isms in it. But if you told me that anybody other than Franco directed this, I'd probably would have believed you as well. You know, yeah. <laughs> this
2: is a hundred percent a commercial film,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, kind of
2: like Bloody Moon, yeah. If we did four movies for the show, I would have recommended Bloody Moon because that's straight up slasher, yeah. I've seen bloody insist
3: Yeah. <laughs> which is
1: also a theme in all of these movies.
2: Almost. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. It's Cause of
1: faceless and usually we'll get into this because I, this is my second time watching this movie and there's a plot point in this movie that I didn't realize the first time I watched it because I guess I just wasn't paying enough attention that when I found out that they were brother and sister and not lovers, <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait." <laughs> yeah. Like I rewatched it. Like li- literally last night. And John came in and was like, did you know they're brother and sisters? I was like, No. It took, it, <laughs> it took me
2: four times uh for the the prep for the show is when i realized it
1: <laughs> It's uh, yeah. bizarre but yeah this is faceless and and the plot of this one is like have you ever seen eyes without a face <laughs> or the awful dr orloff by didn't you've seen faceless but uh, so we have um a doctor stop me if you've heard this one before a doctor also, a plastic also, sur-
2: <laughs> also, by the way, it's also a kind of like another Franco movie called Diabolical Dr. Z.
1: Yeah, this uh, <laughs> is the same thing. One <laughs> of the interviews, me and John watched a little bit of, with uh, Stephen Thrower, he brings up that movie. Yeah, yeah, he's basically like he just kept making this movie over and over, over again. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yes, <he> did. <laughs> but so you got this brilliant plastic surgeon who's played by what is his name? Her, uh, oh, shit. uh, French guy. Um, I was talking about L- him this morning. Elmont Burger. Elmont Burger. Yeah, because this cast is pretty wild, actually. <laughs> yeah. mm. Um, he's a brilliant scientist, but what they don't know is that he's using, you know, human subjects to kind of create his super cures. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess that's what he's doing. Well, you missed the part where
2: his uh, sister got uh, thrown acid. In <laughs> we'll get there. We'll so, get there.
3: Well, it's <laughs> the beginning of
2: the movie. I'm sick of yeah. who
1: he is. <laughs> So one of his patients is unhappy with uh, the work he's done because she kind of looks like the the nun from Silent Night Daily Night 2 when she supposedly had a stroke. <laughs> and she goes to throw acid in her, his sister, and I use those quotations very strongly, sister. The sister he likes to fuck. Yeah, throws the acid in her face instead. And he's guilt ridden. Yeah, he gets has to throw it in her face just like modern day uk (laughs) (laughs) that's true Uh, so he he's hell-bent on getting uh, a beautiful woman to transplant her face onto her face to give her her beauty back uh he kidnaps a supermodel played by caroline monroe which again is wild yeah i was like what the fuck uh who's father telly savalis <laughs> yeah hires christopher mitchum the son of robert mitchum <laughs> to go and find her and it all kind of comes into a uh a detective who quits smoking so he chews gum, gum in every yeah. scene yes and you also have uh, and i'm sure i'm gonna murder this name because i'm a southern brigitte laye right <laughs> oh brigitte laye yeah uh <laughs> telly Savalis, christopher mitchell caroline
2: monroe helmont Berger, uh, and- howard vernon who played dr orloff in this and in every other dr orloff <laughs> sequel which there were many of
1: <laughs> yeah so i like immediately i'm like this cast is wild yeah <laughs> but that was immediately the first thing i was like what the fuck what is this like who assembled this people together only just Franco
2: (laughs) and it's a company it's a French company that produced this I never heard of them I think they produce like two or three movies max
1: Uh, and it does take place in France yes it is a French
2: this is a 100% I'm pretty sure French production which is rare and they speak English Well, it's it's, yeah, it's it's not even dubbed.
1: It's English. It's English. Yeah, it's so so weird. There's no French. The backdrop of France and like I guess the kind of like the the city because it almost feels like like there's a scene where uh, Christopher Mitchum is is driving down the strip and it looks like 42nd Street, New York. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, France
2: uh, France does where it's uh, the Moulin Rouge, which is now like a, an attraction when you travel there. It used to be the 42nd Street with all the porn shops and peep shows and stuff like that. It used to be way seedier.
1: So that, that the backdrop is really nice. I really like that a lot. Um, yeah, just just a backdrop of france in this movie in general is fucking great so yeah it really is
2: because you have the city and then you have the uh, clinic that's in like the country of uh, mm. the countryside of france which is beautiful too bad the people aren't
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, <new> France. <laughs> <laughs> so like the interesting thing about this is like with eyes without a face yeah you know you had this moral dilemma in the movie Whereas a father who loves his daughter so much that he's willing to kind of like push his own moral parameter beyond, way beyond what he we would just, normally do.
2: Doctor Orloff, sorry to interrupt you. Dr. Oh no, you're Orloff good. Doctor Orloff is uh, this the uh,
1: his daughter? Where in this movie, Helmut Berger's character is just a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from get to go, he's a bastard.
2: <laughs> they're all pieces of shits like Brigitte is, is like this uh, head nurse she's dating this rich doctor but she still steals everything she
1: yes sees. she's a klepto yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking which, kleptomaniac I can't lie it was actually an interesting character strike I was like that's actually kind of a cool little touch to give a character yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> and oh the henchman <laughs> oh my god which who plays because he's very familiar with him He looks like the henchman, and I know he's not, but he looks like the henchman from Suspiria. He might be, because
2: there were all the same... uh, Doctor... No, shit. What's his name? Shit. It's because he used all the same names for his uh, henchmans, too.
1: (laughs) Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right?
2: It's so ridiculous.
1: (laughs) One thing I will say, like, John was talking about, like, if you weren't told this was a franco movie you wouldn't know the only aspect that i would say is definitively franco ha- is how sleazy this movie is <laughs> it's, it's sex is the main drive of this film yes oh. yes. yes franco was so horny on main that he made his entire career that and i have to why- applaud that so like the first scene you see of the doctor, his sister, mm-hmm. and uh, his 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 girlfriend wife. We don't. I mean, do they ever really say? They kind of go back and sure. forth. Sure. Yeah, yeah. They kind of. It's kind of like the sister. You're not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> they're in this like limo. He's got his arms around both of them, and he starts macking out with Brigitte Lait's character, and it's like you're just waiting for them to do the same to the other one so you, i there's never a moment of the film until they're like my beloved sister and when i heard mm-hmm. that i was shook which is at the end <laughs> of the movie yeah like almost. i was shook because then there's a scene where they make the henchman go, mm-hmm. <laughs> go fuck the sister and they watch for the henchman it's go fuck the sister they watch while she gives him a hand gibber. yeah yeah
2: they, they all. She, he always wa- watches. Like, uh, there's a part where he leaves uh, Brigitte with a, a, an escort. They picked up, and he just goes to watch.
1: <laughs> God, he, he's a cock. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's, a Dude, he's a pioneer. <laughs> he's a revolutionary. Also, I, I want to bring up this hench, henchman for a second here, bro. I don't know why. They had to do this poor man like this, but they made him look like an absolute deviant in this movie. Oh man, they shaved his head all the way back. Shaved his head all the way back, and they just made him look like a fucking freak. (laughs) Dude, they weren't nice to him. No, (laughs) it just looks greasy. Yeah, yes. This is a very this movie in general is kind of a a, it has a fine sheen of grease all over it. (laughs) It's not as greasy as fucking. uh, Fuck, was in that movie? Damn it! We Which watched one? it recently. Uh, fucking Falchi. Oh, uh, conquest.
0: <laughs> oh well,
1: that's literal grace. Yeah, y- yes. I'm talking about I tonal grace. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a total grease on on that movie, on conquest. <laughs> But there's <laughs> literal Vaseline all over the lens.
2: <laughs> it's like, I, I thought that Hong Kong Category 3 movies were greasy until I watched Conquest. Which, <laughs> I, I this is probably the closest to a Cat 3 film, like in the greasy, like, mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. It does kind of have that vibe, yeah. And it's a good contrast, because it's a movie about beautiful people. They're all... Mm-hmm beautiful they're all superficial like they have no redeeming quality there's not a single character in this
1: movie no and it's like you know franco did a great job with like she killed and eugenia like capturing that like psychedelic hippie style of the 60s well this movie he captures the excess and lavishness of the 80s yeah brilliantly down to that bop of an opening theme song dude I,
0: yeah, that was
2: one of my note that <laughs> opening
1: song uh, In Saint Opa. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Like it's like a Song Rules. <laughs> Even after the movie ended, because it's in the it's on the menu of the uh <laughs> the Severn uh release, and I was just I was just letting it play.
3: I was,
1: looking at my photo it play. I was like yeah <laughs> it's, it's this a is a mayor. bop dude it's, it's last man it really it's does certified <laughs> hood classic it is <laughs> and it's also interesting too that for a guy who hated special effects as much as he did that this movie has some pretty damn good ones in it yes then the needle scene um mm-hmm. oh my god because
2: I, I i was listening to you guys um podcast on um Uh, guinea pig and you talked about it and I'm pretty like this has to be like right up there with uh, yeah I agree with that for sure and it's also another iconic image from Franco
1: I think it's on the cover yeah Mm -hmm. I don't even know how they did it like it looks like it's in her eye yeah Yeah. it's insane
2: and then I I have a problem with needles that's kind of the yeah. I, I look away and then the
1: blood going back in Mm-hmm. Oh, disgusting. And Sugar. the first, uh, the the two like facial removal surgeries are great as well. Especially as yeah. the first one like starts going wrong, and he's like, "Oh, the skin's too soft," and he's like stretching it, and like you just see like her like teeth exposed around her mouth and stuff, yeah. and like her eyes are moving around and stuff. Which, by the way, speaking of terrible characters,
2: that guy was a Nazi that worked with Doctor Mangala.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was one of my
1: notes. As soon as he popped up, I was like, Nazi.
2: But yeah. He, <laughs> he says like, Oh, when I worked with Dr. Mengele and you're like, nobody says anything.
1: They're just like, Oh yeah, that's a mexication.
3: Like, yeah, that
1: yeah, they're like, Why'd you stop doing surgery? Oh, <laughs> uh, because I was being chased out of Germany by the
2: yeah. fucking And one of the reason he does that surgery is to get a a, a new um a new identity to go back to Germany. <laughs> He's like, oh, I miss his home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I miss the motherland. <laughs> it is a film of excess, man. Like it really yeah. is. Like, like everything is like ramped up to a thousand. Oh, the colors, yes. everything. Like
2: just the costumes. It's all like the the mm-hmm. actress that uh, they meet at the club that decides to go fuck everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just the way she's dressed. It's a, a little <laughs> short skirt. It's amazing.
1: She's dressed like Bulma from like Dragon Ball. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's purple. like well yeah it's i don't know and like Carolyn monroe is like a supermodel who's addicted to cocaine oh, yeah <laughs> oh and the the i
2: love about these movies about like photographers they just click and just took a hundred <laughs> picture and you're like you're gonna run out of film dude <laughs> yeah and they're just shooting nothing the girls are just talking and you have them in the background clicking a hundred times
1: <laughs> and uh,
2: like oh go ahead uh, I just, speaking of the photographer, that guy there, the the stereotypical gay guy, mm-hmm. he is one of my favorite characters of all time. <laughs> and then when the detective comes in and he's like, "Oh, boo boo,"
1: and then it's this
3: jag dude. dude,
1: it's done.
3: <laughs> it is <laughs> done. <laughs>
1: I was actually going to bring up that scene, too, because, like, you know, you brought up the Cat 3 comparison, and it's really, like, that's actually a great comparison, because that's the moment yeah. in all the Cat 3 films where they have the random comedy <laughs> just shoved in this bleak, yeah. dark movie, you know? It's just like, the that's the moment. <laughs> just some slapstick out of nowhere.
3: He punches what, the dude in the
1: balls.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, you saved my vase, and then he just drops it. Yeah. Like, oh, no.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he punched the big dude in the balls, and the dude's like, oh oh, oh, oh. I'm yeah. like this is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> why does this why does this voice go to a complete fucking like different I, <laughs> bro this movie's oh. weird man this movie is so weird it's it's very weird because you're heading to the climax of the movie right you're getting towards like the final that final act man where Christopher vermidgen is going to come and try to save the day and you know they're (laughs) going to do the face removal surgery and then the scissors decide she wants to get dick down (laughs) so she goes picks up an escort for her and, and it's like why did we do this now like why yeah. this moment in the movie?
2: <laughs> it brings up one of the greatest uh, death scenes in the movies too, with the scissors and the throat.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. yep. That character too. It's like you're getting paid probably pretty good, mm-hmm. and he just has to take the mask off. Like why? Yeah, like, why? He's a
3: piece of shit too.
1: He's, he's like, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, I like I like surprises, but. I want to see who I'm fucking. Like rips the mask off. I'm and like, my favorite I'm part love? about it too is he doesn't even really react. No, he's not like oh oh god. She just goes ah and then stab. Yeah, he might be like I'm cool with this. Yeah. <laughs> and then speaking of
2: assholes, Rashid, that the pimp guy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Sleepy piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor is like yeah i had to fix you up after i should beat you uh i hope you i, ho- I hope you left and she's like oh no i'm we're happy together like, i'm buying him a car like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god and then you got like yeah. the the french detective guy too oh my god was just an asshole to everybody yeah, and has like know. my yeah he has like my favorite moment in the movie where he's just like am i gonna give you this file yeah yeah i am <laughs> And he's the only one with a phony French accent.
3: He is.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
2: Yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah. At <laughs> First he's shit. like, oh, you Americans always trying to get into us things. And you're like, why nobody's no everybody's
1: French, but nobody sounds like this guy. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> speaks English and it's all good. <laughs> it's a bizarre movie. And like you going back to the Catherine comparison, like all I could think about with like some of the like weird comedic aspects this movie has is like when you watch untold story and the detective comes in with all the chicks after, you know, yeah, (laughs) after a fucking scene where the killer shoves a thing of skewers in a girl's pussy. Yeah. (laughs) It's like,
3: (laughs) what the fuck?
1: Yeah. It's, it's truly like it is really bizarre. We keep saying it, but it is, it's just a strange, strange movie. (laughs) <laughs> Entertaining as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's
2: like bizarre, but the total opposite of like how Eugenie and uh, She Killed were bizarre. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: This is like they're, they're. It's also like less creative and like the camera work. Like uh, Eugenie and uh, She Killed has a lot of wide angles and movement. Mm-hmm. This is your pretty. This is what I'd say is probably the most like Americanized movie of them all yeah because this was made for an american audience like on vhs and to sell to the american market
1: and yeah yeah, it's a lot less experimental and stuff too but i don't know it still has like a lot of like really cool like beautiful shots as well Mm -hmm. Well, yeah you
2: can't take the franco out of a yeah
1: oh yeah because i I, even as is porn that
2: i've seen very few of still like it looks really good
1: like even if it has moments where like a chick is in a cabinet about to get drilled, I'm like, can't you just duck? <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> She's just like, no, and I'm like, duck
2: down. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the detective is so dumb when he saves carlin monroe oh he, my god he, he just leaves the key in the keyhole and leaves the door ho- open
1: dude <laughs> she's like Gonk. yeah it also it's like it's like oh we have to get out of here we have to uh you know we have to cover up what we've d- what we've done here and you have so many dead girls here <laughs> it's like how do we do that just seal it up with fucking concrete egg <laughs> <grand> poet yeah <laughs> And the look on their faces that they're just looking like, out. The oh
3: room. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no a cool conclusion.
1: I saw them in the room, seeing like <laughs> the concrete. They're just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta bring up too that like Christopher Mitchum is not his dad. <laughs> He's the weakest actor in this movie by far, <laughs> <laughs> and. And
2: the father character is strange because he cares about Carolyn Monroe, and then he leaves and he's like, "Oh, just call me and leave it on the end." Yeah, the I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off. And then uh, uh, Mitchum's character gets angry when the 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 guy calls his uh, calls Carolyn a whore. Mm-hmm. But then Mitchum's like, "Oh, apparently she's just whoring out in Paris," and he's like, "Oh, makes sense." <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, my that's daughter. Fine, yeah,
3: <laughs>
1: that's cool. <laughs> It also his like like fucking lackadaisical performance too like he's, he's just like, like he did not give a fuck in this movie no. he's just like he has uh, one bit it's the gum line and it's never funny <laughs> but he no. does it every scene
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh you can't smoke in here and he's like oh i've quit and then he takes a gum and he does that every <laughs> literally every time he's introduced it's like have you guys seen a giallo in venice no, I haven't seen that one okay. yet. it's basically the detective character uh, just eats uh, eats boiled eggs in every scene he's
1: in. Oh my god! What the? F- that's uh... that's gross <laughs> oh, in a way. God, <laughs> God, I don't know and... why I got flashbacks to the scene from Gumbo with the fucking spaghetti bath. <laughs>
3: Just the fucking
1: spaghetti dude! I saw a meme the other day that this is, it was the kid in the bathtub with the spaghetti. He's like Olive Garden when you're here, your family. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Fuck it, hey. God, he yeah, the spaghetti bath. Yeah, Faceless is uh, is a wild movie. I will say, I do think it's a little slow at times. That's probably my biggest complaint about it. But uh, when it hits, it hits fucking hard. <laughs>
2: I just, it's just the aspect of incest of like I don't
1: <laughs> like I said like this was my second time watching it and like I literally came into mass like that was his sister <laughs> what <Yeah>. dude <laughs> also like I remember the first time we watched it we were like yeah that was that was that was alright and then when we were getting back into watching it again for this episode we were like do you remember anything about this movie we were like oh no no not really And then we started watching it again, and then (laughs) here we are are now, just constantly talking
3: about the weird (laughs) shit this movie
1: has in it. Well, it's like there's the scene where, like, uh, Helmut Berger is, like, watching, like, what's supposed to be home movies of them together, but it's just movie scenes. Like, it's shot just like the rest of the movie. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) And and I'm like, What? The Nazi like doctor hitting on Brigitte, Leia was like oh. awkward too. <laughs> yes, he's like, oh, you have beautiful skin, and
1: you're like, yo <laughs> man, you take off faces for a living. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's probably my favorite character in the movie i think she's the deepest of anybody like you know you actually try to wonder like you know why she's doing what does she care about these people is it all about the financial gain like you know you actually like she seems like she's more than just complete surface layer than like the other people are and she gets <laughs> upset at the doctor for caring so
2: much about his sister which like, is probably like the most real part of this movie like a relationship. <laughs> yeah. like why yeah. are you so obsessed with your sister dude
1: yeah, like, man, I understand you like you love your sister, but like, you like love your sister, yeah. <laughs> you love your sister in an immoral way. <laughs>
2: and, uh, the the, the last character is the one that does the dirty work, uh, mm-hmm. her and yep. the, the henchman, too. There, but uh, which he saws, didn't he? Doesn't he saw a lady? Yeah, he cuts her yeah. out with a chainsaw, okay, yeah. <laughs>
1: The fucking chainsaw.
2: Because yeah. there's also a, ch- a Saw scene in Bloody so I wasn't sure
1: if I was getting, my... like, <laughs> Franco confused. Well, and, like, you know, again, to bring they come back to the special effects. It's, like, the fucking, like, skin faces, like, their mouths open and their eyes are moving around. The eyes, man. <laughs> like, there's two scenes in particular that, that I thought were great. It was the chainsaw scene. Her eyes are moving around until he hits her neck with the chainsaw. Then they just stop. And I was like, that's a great yeah. attention to detail. Yeah and then the scene where he successfully removes the face she's like watching it leave yeah and he like he's like showing it to her and shit i'm like for a guy who had his special effects he did this really fucking well yeah <laughs>
2: he knew how to shoot them which is very you're talking about the guy that is zombies were fucking dudes with green paint on their
3: face. yeah <laughs>
1: and like you know i've seen bloody moon i, I, I like bloody moon but like the sawmill scene of that it's clearly just like a dummy like strapped to a log you know it's not done very well yeah. at all
2: and, another <laughs> film with a uh, sister and brother uh... <laughs> and some of the worst oh. dubbing i've ever seen <laughs> I, love that. I love that movie but there's a reason we're not talking about it
3: because it's <laughs> rough <laughs>
1: <laughs> Again, I haven't I haven't seen Bloody moving, but now I want it's to Franco trying to be an American director. It's so ridiculous. It, oh, it, it puts woke. me in the mind. Have you seen Absurd? Yeah by Joe damato yep. It yeah. feels like absurd. Yeah, it exactly.
2: Because it's it's trying to be American, but it's not in America. It's yeah, a, it's yeah.
1: like <laughs> in absurd, it's like, hey, let's watch the Super Bowl, guys. What should we have? Spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> 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 oh yes, the all time classic Super Bowl food. <laughs> <laughs> what the
2: fuck it's just what i love about these like um it, it, european movies that tried to be american is they're they're not they're so not american it's obvious but it makes for some of the greatest moments on film
1: fucking yeah. commando Sorry. oh Come my tell god tell me what disneyland like there's rivers of chocolate milk <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: like, it's clearly people that have never been in the states
3: ever <laughs> Because even in this
2: movie, all the scenes in the states are just an unlike in the set on a building. building.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. So without spoiling anything, I actually kind of like the ending of the movie too, where it's kind of like. However, the first one I watched, I felt like it was it made more sense to me. Where then I watched it this time, and I'm like, Is he just going to like you know, do the same fucking thing that Christopher Mitchell's character did, basically?
2: (laughs) 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 Man. And I, I don't know how they got Carolyn Monroe.
1: It's so strange. <laughs> it's... But I mean, I guess if you think about it, like this probably I don't know what, it, how close approximately this came out to like, don't open till Christmas. Uh,
2: I'm not sure because this movie's 88.
1: Yeah. which well, she's in that movie and she just dances. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. For so... a while, the first time I saw this, I'm
2: like, oh, it's going to be the same thing. But again, Franco utilizes his actors. She's in the movie for the rest of the movie
1: yeah yeah and it's an interesting role for her too because like she's usually like kind of the femme fatale mm-hmm. where in this she's she's very much like kind of a shitty person and a victim yeah <laughs> some uh, some fake dyed
2: blonde i love how she how the the, the guy describes uh, she, uh, yeah. she yeah. Yeah. fake dyed. dyed blonde there's a million in the, of those in paris <laughs>
1: <laughs> that whole scene man i don't know it's one absurd scene after the other with some like downtime in the middle. And then it's like, oh, something weird's happening now. Yeah,
2: It's just it's just like, oh, I'll, like he's like, Oh, do you still have that blue butterfly tattoo with the escort?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, so <laughs> Oh like, and <laughs> another thing too is this at one point the sister's watching the uh the the actress whose face is she's gonna get after the supermodel's face didn't work. Oh yeah. And she's like, I was supposed to get a supermodel's face. Now I'm going to get an actress's. And I'm like,
3: what?
1: how is that uh, yeah. much different?
2: There's a scene that reminds me of Friday. Was it the uh, second one or third one where the, the medic just looks at girls, like girl dancing on TV? Yes, yeah. Oh. In this movie, there's something similar where she's like, oh, she's looking at the
1: actress and the actress is just dancing. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what movie is this? <laughs> Yeah, she's, like, all upset about it, like, as if it's going to be. And also, at the end of the movie, she just looks like herself again, too. Yeah. Which I'm like, I don't, I mean, I don't know the logistics of face transplant surgery, but I don't think that's how that would work. Yeah, Face Off was in a documentary, sadly.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> which, please, don't get those two movies confused. Don't watch Face Off instead of this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> John Woo, baby. Just the- oh, my God. 80s John Woo is bizarre. That was nineties. Oh, fuck. Hot,
2: <laughs> hot take. Face Off
1: is a shitty movie. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. It's so. okay. Yeah, it's not one of like, especially after watching, going back and watching like The Killer and Hard bold and like, yeah. no, oh, there's well. a big difference.
2: It's just <laughs> the fact they recognize her, him by like the movement of like the
1: hand. Oh like, yeah. This is such Hollywood <laughs> bullshit. Hell, even Hard Target's better. Oh my God, Hard Target is <laughs> fun. I love Hard Target. <laughs> Club, man, damn. I'm a hard target. <laughs> but uh, anything else to say about Faceless other than? Oh,
2: the transfer is great. Yeah. Oh, the transfer oh, is really yeah. good. If you have a 4K player, I guess that's the way to.
1: I'm currently it. saving up for a 4K TV and player, so yeah, when I, have I get TV, there, I just don't have it, a player. Yeah, I gotta have. I gotta get both. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a
2: really it's a, it's an upgrade from uh their she killed an ecstasy transfer.
3: Hmm.
1: I never uh, saw the Shriek Show DVD because this was my uh, first experience. Uh,
2: yeah, so. I, own,
1: I owned it. It looked pretty good for Shriek Show. Mm, that's surprising because yeah. I got, recently got the Blu-ray of Beyond the Darkness. Yeah. And I had watched the Shriek Show DVD yeah. of Beyond the yeah. Darkness. It's the muddiest transfer I've ever seen. <laughs> that's how I discovered Beyond the Darkness, which uh,
2: it's another great, great fucking movie. Yeah, I we'll have to do Joe tomorrow oh Beyond yeah the darkness this uh, one of the scene that made me almost throw up in that movie is when there was a close-up of her eating the
1: it's disgusting that I like have you people. seen singapore sling not yet oh my god uh, yeah Just there's a it. there's a dinner scene in that movie that's so gross <laughs> do, I don't like those dude the whole movie's got gross scenes in it mm. like <laughs> Get rid of some bodily fluids, that's what I'll tell yeah. you.
2: Spooky. I'm getting used to this by now.
1: Well, that's true.
2: <laughs> i it's it's all build up for Angel Angel's Melancholy.
1: <laughs> oh god. Oh no. <laughs> oh bro. To watch Angel's Melancholy, you're gonna have to take a bump of coke just to get through to the damn thing. <laughs> it doesn't, it
2: doesn't last any uh,
1: it doesn't last long enough. <laughs> That's true. Open Apparently, casket, really long. <laughs> Open casket slash sick on cinema live commentary of Angels Melancholy. Oh my god!
3: <laughs> Knowing Herschel,
2: he, he probably of... gave that a five star.
1: He likes that movie, oh, does yes, he? He does. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't surprise me. You're fucking weirdo. <laughs> the Herschel five. <laughs> the Herschel five. Usually, he, he's he like, I don't like anything else by uh, Dora, but I like I like Angels Melancholy. I'm like, I didn't fucking hate Hannibal. The, voyage to the gays i mean you know We're i mean talking he,
2: about the guy that's his favorite movie is things that is sure i like things but man i love things but yeah. it's not it's not a favorite movie <laughs> it's barely a movie like, yeah it's mind. held together
1: like it's held together with fucking elmer's glue even <laughs> not that. even like liquid stick <laughs> so, yeah. you can go to elmer's glue but at least elmer's glue's a brand all right have a great value <laughs> <laughs> so uh oh, i guess God. to close out jess franco what 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 else do you want uh, to say how about was him? your
2: uh your experience with uh the franco for like not the first time but like pretty much the first time i guess
1: uh honestly like the like i said like eugenie i think i just went in expecting too much <laughs> i think going back and watching it i think it's going to go up in my estimates she killed is messy but face off I genuinely really like a lot. Face off. Faceless. Face off <laughs> I love Just face off Rachel's man. Face off. Dude, when when <laughs> Nicholas Cage grabs that chick's ass and it's like oh. <laughs> Greatest moment in cinema. God. Uh I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like Eugenie is definitely gonna be one that grows on me mm-hmm. for sure. And I, I definitely wanna watch it again. She healed in the ecstasy, I thought was alright
2: will you uh, guys explore more of the franco
1: i think so oh, i definitely yeah. want to see vampires lesbos venus and furs
2: mm, venus um, and furs i need to watch um
1: i want to see his dracula it's yeah it's good
2: it's good it's honestly it's a good uh afternoon movie
1: but like um, you know i can add these because i've seen now house of, not houses but island no uh is it house of lost women I think it's House of Lost yeah. Women, yeah. yeah. And Bahia Blanca, I think is the name of it, the movie I saw.
3: And uh, so far, I'd,
1: yeah.
2: I'd recommend 99 Women, uh, the X-rated cut. You gotta uh, get that porno in. Yeah, which I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have yeah. the sinful dwarf XXX? No, I have the uh, un, uh I have the cut. Uh, yeah, that's people. what I have too. I never, never yeah, got I it. I have the the three like uh, the the box The Euro sleeves, Yep, that's what I got too. With one of my favorite Giallo um, a, sister, sister of Ursula. Of Ursula. Yeah, I know like, what he's talking about. Everybody's wild. <laughs> I love that movie. I need to cover it, but nobody watches my Giallo reviews.
1: <laughs> they want to watch you talk about more uh, vomit
2: porn. Yeah, that's what they want. I'm not giving it to them. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna force them into it. Oh man, there's so much puke I can see, man. I'm not Urshul. <laughs> I don't have a book of just pissing puke porn.
1: He's a scholar of disgusting Jev films.
2: He just sends me stuff. I'm like, dude.
1: <laughs> like, there's
2: gonna be a Blu-ray for a terrible meal
1: yeah dt records right yeah i would be lying if i sat here and said that i wasn't going to try to get that yeah <laughs> i picked up his inner depravity release so i'm i'm into it <laughs> you know like i'm ready yeah i like what he's doing yeah i do too
2: we have to shout out uh this episode wouldn't be possible without severin
1: oh yeah blue yeah. underground blue underground, and,
2: underground. Uh, redemption but we didn't talk about any like Macabro as well yeah mm-hmm. blue underground was the first one to give uh franco a, a chance
1: definitely yeah they did choose some weird movies of his yeah they didn't they didn't yeah like i remember I, seeing like the covers for like fu manchu <laughs> and I, uh I, cannibal i think, I think it was one of them too i think it's
2: because they went um they got the license i think from the british Era mm. of uh, Franco, which was the se- late sixties, early seventies, so that makes sense. This Christopher Lee stuff, uh, yeah, it that- was a uh, co-production, he did some stuff in Britain, and then Eugenie, I think, one was one of his last ones.
1: For Jess Franco to quote the great Cody Rhodes, oh my god, <laughs> he, he went from <laughs> I can't even remember the quote out because you, oh my god, and. Cody Rhodes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> From unwanted
1: <laughs> to
2: undeniable. He's still unwanted. Most people like okay. Yeah. The letter box is not a good thing for a Franco fan
1: oh my god
2: Your franco files i have to like start like a like a support group yeah we're gonna make our own apps our own app it's just right and you cannot rate something lower than five stars
1: Franco Welcome box. To, yeah franco box that sounds like a subscription service you know it goes like yeah. mystery box you get in the mail it's just the just franco just, <laughs> just franco a, stuff i'd get a franco box i'd get one too just to try it out to see what's in it it's just a yeah. mustache
2: <laughs> <laughs> <His> cigarette butts <laughs> the man smoked a lot every interview like every behind the scene photos a faceless is this on the camera with the cigarettes
1: oh my god all those guys did, man <sighs> well as ex cigarette smokers uh, well i don't know if you still smoke or not spooky uh
2: yes of course
1: uh, well, the the taste of a cigarette when you, you you're addicted to addicted to it is fucking amazing. It's great. So,
2: it's one of the
1: best things. Now I can't even stand the smell of it, but I love it. You're smelling it, just <laughs> <laughs> <You> smell it <laughs> Oh but God! I guess that's gonna do it for this yeah, mammoth this is... episode.
3: <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a long one. <laughs>
1: but uh yeah. spooky thank you for coming on thank you for inviting thank you. me this was fun thank you for uh giving us your knowledge on jess franco
3: uh, anytime
2: yeah. anybody who's willing to talk franco with me I'm <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's,
2: it's been 10 years of just me because uh she killed was the first blu-ray from severin i bought i think and it's just been 10 years of me by myself saying these
1: are good movies <laughs> 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 next time we have you on we'll do porn again <laughs>
2: no 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 <laughs> if it's <Next> 70s <laughs> if it's roughies i'm okay no more J- jv stuff or what if if, uh, watch bug eaters
1: <laughs> i was gonna say Genki. what if we <laughs> do a certain erotic studio from japan Oh yes, of course. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> although yeah, no, Matt's no, favorite no. studio on planet Earth. Oh, uh, I um, I watched uh, was it Woman in a Box recently. No, Woman in a was, Box. I thought that was a good movie though. So maybe 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 my opinion
2: will change. It's better because I bought it for because of you guys.
1: A Woman in a Box. Fred. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's fucking. I just
2: recently watched Zoom Up Rape (laughs) Site.
1: That's what I haven't watched it. I started Flower and Snake the other day, and I didn't Um, get a chance to finish it. But man, that movie is uh, a woo. I was watching it, and I was like, "Just don't think I'm feeling this tonight." Not that it's bad. I am you know, like, I can tell it's a good movie. but just, I just can, don't know if it's you the kind can tell of novel. Like.
2: You can tell us. You're with family. You, you came. That's why you stopped watching
1: it. <laughs> you busted a fat one. Oh, God. But, uh, what are we doing next, Matt? Oh, God. Uh, oh, I know what it is. Yeah. Is that the next episode? Uh. Well, it was supposed to be Jodorowsky. Mm-hmm. But Valentine's Day is coming up.
3: Woo!
1: So we're going to be doing a Valentine's episode, which I don't fucking remember what the movies are. Please, I'm <laughs> my bloody Valentine. I don't uh, think we're doing my bloody Valentine. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think we're doing a couples-related episode, because I yeah. know one of them is bloodletting. Yeah, one's oh. bloodletting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're doing natural-born killers. Oh.
3: And, and something
1: uh, else. What is it? Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: April? Uh, no, what was that Valentine? That Valentine movie? with oh, uh, David Boreanaz in it. <laughs> what the fuck was hmm. that movie? Lovers Lane that just got announced. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't know. I looked and it's like
3: 1999.
2: I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> no, 90s slashers are not good. <laughs> Oh, tell me about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know what you did last summer.
2: I I God. stopped that scream of like this this I can't. This is too shit.
1: <laughs> Fuck. I'm trying to see if I can find one of these fucking papers over here what it Matt, is, but I don't.
2: Matt's just sucking his own cock.
3: He's <laughs>
1: reaching <laughs> <Thanks> for <laughs> the for the Angel's melancholy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on.
3: Hang on. Oh, oh where's oh, it Oh, it?
1: oh. No one can yeah. see this because it's an audio podcast. Uh that's true. Hey, 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 hey. There's the dialogue DVD. Hell, but, yeah. Is it no, it's not D V D it's Blu ray, bro. Oh, yeah. I feel like
2: I'm doing a podcast with Virgil again, pulling out
1: movies. <laughs> pulling out movies. Here you go, here you go. <laughs> I don't know what the other one is. We'll find out. We'll figure out. We'll post about it. You'll know. Yeah. <laughs> but again, thank you, Spooky, for coming on.
2: Yes. Thank you guys for having me. It's always fun. And we might see each other in real life pretty soon. That's sure. Hopefully. That is for sure. Hopefully, the
1: the world doesn't fucking collapse in on itself.
2: I hope you guys are okay with uh, uh, with physical contact because I'm a hugger. I I'm fine
1: with that. Yeah, yes.
2: I want to hug your voluptuous bodies. <laughs> <laughs> That's They've for true. I've been called that before. <laughs> but, I've been
1: called a fat bastard, but not that. <laughs> it's that the <laughs> <erotic> <laughs> say, It's the just Franco weakness. It's Jeff Franco, <laughs> honor uh, and honor of the man himself. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly,
2: but, I don't think he died of lung cancer.
1: Oh, that's fine. That is surprising. <laughs> that's for <probably> my future. <laughs> but on that note, I'm John. I'm Matt. I'm spooky. <laughs> and you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick on cinema. On cinema. 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 He died
2: at 82.
3: <laughs> Kids, keep smoking. He died at 82. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop, boys. Don't stop. <laughs>